Hey guys, what's going on? It's me, Mike Zapp, here with episode 83 with the Paintball Podcast. Thanks for joining me. Special thanks to our sponsors, FinlayHats.com. Go to FinlayHats.com to check out Finlay Hats, an awesome company from the Pacific Northwest. Awesome hats. Got a hidden pocket, got patented laces. They're a really fun time. They look great. And they do custom hats for you or your team or your organization. Go to FinlayHats.com. Check it out. Facebook.com forward slash Finlay Hats and give them a follow on Instagram at Finlay Hats. Thanks, guys. Thanks to MacDev for sponsoring this show. Go to MacDevPaintball.com to check out an awesome range of paintball guns and barrels and other accessories for precision paintball shooting. MacDevPaintball.com. Check out the new Prime. Facebook.com forward slash MacDev Paintball and at MacDev Paintball Official on Instagram. Do it. Thanks, guys. Thanks to Carbon Paintball for sponsoring this episode. Go to CarbonPaintball.com and check out awesome custom jerseys, pants, packs, undergear. Do it. You know the deal. Make sure to use promo code uh, TP the TPP something like that. <laughs> Check out it's on the Facebook. There's a promo code. Um, sorry, carbonpaintball.com, Facebook.com forward slash carbonpaintball, Instagram at carbonpaintball. Yeah, so if you go to the Instagram, the Paintball Podcast Instagram, there's a link there that has the promo code for 10% off your order on carbonpaintball.com. Thanks. Guys, I really appreciate everything you guys are doing. All my listeners out there hanging out and sending me great information, great conversation. I really look forward to seeing you guys soon at Dallas. Because NXL is one of our sponsors too, nxlpaintball.com. And check out Atlantic City coming out, Prague's coming up, Chicago, London, France, Paris, France, and World Cup in November. Make sure you go to nxlpaintball.com to sign your team up. Come and play. I'll see you guys in Dallas. I'll see you guys soon. Hit me up if you're going to be there. Drop me a line. My guests today are Jason Snyder and Panda, my boy Panda. They're from Team Black Lotus, and it's a large, in part, team of 12 to 18-year-old young men that are learning the sport of paintball. Uh, Black Lotus is kind of like mission is to you know, grow paintball with the youth and you know, have a youth team in that regard. It's a great thing they're doing there and competing in the EPL and competing at the NXLs when they roll around, yeah, I heard they're going to be at Atlantic City and they're going to go to Chicago just to hang out. Maybe they'll compete. And apparently they said they're going to get be going to World Cup. So, yeah, I really like hearing stories about, you know, trying to grow paintball. I mean, that's kind of what we're all doing or trying to do, right? Or at least just have fun with it, you know, grow it within our own realm of people. So a better way to do that than organize a team of young men 
and hopefully women and ladies to play. So anyway, without any further ado, I'm going to let you guys enjoy this episode, episode 83 of The Paintball Podcast. See you at the end. Bye. Breakout looks like that was an insane inside move here, and we have a one-point game now. Five bodies still alive. It looks like you just got shot from where I'm sitting right here. I think they came off the bunker from the angle I'm sitting out here, Maddie. Yeah, I couldn't quite see it from this angle. Yeah, it did come off the bunker, so getting a lot of heat in there. Bam, there's the hit. That is as close as it gets. You see the hit. The way it looks on the field right now, that's the game. Remedy some of the sound issues that you get when you uh, start to <laughs> and you start to kind of become master of your craft. Yeah. Oh, I'm listening. I was just trying to get our uh, our, our schedule up. That's all. Mm. Schedule for what? Uh, schedule for the team. Schedule for you know people come out into OXCC or OXH to come play with us. Hatfield. Um, Hatfield in Chesapeake City. Formerly El Cobra Command. Yeah. Yep. Go way back. Formerly Condor. If you remember that, yeah, after Cobra actually, Command. It was, was it Cobra Command, Condor, LVP, and yeah. then now OXH. Yep. Hopefully OXH. Mike from LVP out. bought out that Bri- property. Brian did. Brian. Yeah. Mike was also working with them, right? Mike owned LVP. Yeah, yeah, no. Mike, Mike, Mike bought it first. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Mike and Brian got into business. Yep. A partnership. And bada bing, bada boom. That was it. I used to play there a lot. I was there before there was even a turf field. Oh, wow. wow. <laughs> the first time I played at Cobra Command, it was all it was was woods ball fields and an indoor, shitty-ass indoor field. But it was dope because, like, it was the closest good indoor field to me, like, from here. Yeah. Like, because you had LVP North all the way up there in Emmaus. Jeez. There's a fucking hike. You had Stone Mac, if you remember that field. Way back in the day, all the way up, by, like, by Berwick, Pennsylvania. No. I didn't even know about that. You know where Berwick is? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Middle of fucking nowhere. You know? And then you had All-American Park all the way out there in, um, not, basically Pittsburgh, but it was, uh, what was the name of that town? It was in, right by, right by Latrobe, Greensburg. Greensburg, yeah. Um... We used to go out there all the time for college events. So, like, the reason I started playing at Cobra was because Drexel started... When I first went to Drexel, we were playing Top Gun for practice. Right. And I was, like, starting to get more into into paintball then, like, kind of get stoked on the sport and, like, be like, all right, we got to go to where all the good people are playing. And that was, at the time, Dell Hobbies. So from Dell Hobbies, you recognize that, like, the people that are good at the game... Down there, like Arsenal, Justice, you know, all the different kids from South Jersey, from Virginia, from Delaware, Maryland, all these good Eastern Pennsylvania, you know, the Bucktown Bandits, if you remember them. Yeah. Infamy, you know, the actual, like, yeah, the original real infamy. infamy. Yeah. You know, like. Let's throw it back. Those kids were fucking ballers, <laughs> you know. So, like, you go down there and you start to get pummeled 
by these dudes, you realize like you need to go to like if you want to improve as a paintball player and be able to compete like a higher level, you need to go to where the good guys are playing and you need to play against them or at least watch them play. Get your shit kicked in. <laughs> yeah. So that's when like Arsenal kind of first got picked up by Cobra Command, like in terms of sponsorship. Right. So naturally, I'm going to go play where they're playing. You know, for street ball or for Sunday night during the winter. Yeah. Didn't Fireball Mountain have an indoor field? Fireball Mountain never had an indoor field. I don't know why I thought they did. No. Mm. Paintball Invasion had an indoor Paint, field. Yeah, Paintball Invasion. Then there was uh, another ever. field. I always mix those two of them up for There was another field in Tom's River that had an indoor field, and the Jesters used to play there a lot, and I forgot the name of that field. It was in Tom's River, New Jersey. It was an indoor field. And there was an indoor field up in North Jersey, EJM, or ZJ, but that came kind of later, like a little bit later, like two years. Um, no, EJM Indoor was, was around during 2006, um, that era. I used to play up there. You had to use white paint, you know what I mean? The classic white paint only. And just like, we call it Z-jism, or E-jism. Because you just slide, you slide into a bunker and just have to be covered in this white paste. I think Captain Carl's had indoor. Nights. Captain Carl's had the had, had the bubble. Nights. Yeah, yeah, had the bubble. I was actually the first employee there. Didn't you say you lived right by Captain Carl's? Yeah, I still live pretty close to where it was. Chester, Pennsylvania. Well, I'm in I'm in uh, Brookhaven. Yeah, right next to Chester. Stone's throw. Yeah, yeah. Chester is not the nicest part yeah, of town. No. Not anymore. Well, was it ever? Well, my parents told <laughs> some stories about when he used to be pretty nice. But. I'm sure that probably like in the mid 20th century, yeah, towards the later end of the 20th century, maybe like the 80s, maybe where it started going downhill. <laughs> maybe. Oh, there was a, uh, in Marcus Hook down there, right next to Chester. There was Dusty Roads. That was the tiniest little indoor film. Dusty Roads. Dusty Roads. <laughs> that, that was probably actually before. You started playing. When did you start playing? Competitively? Yeah. 2004? Yeah, it was... I played a tournament down there in 1999. Yeah. But it was... Damn, like, you're old. You could throw paintball. How old are you, Jason? 36. Yeah, it's true. I was a teenager when I was playing tournaments. Are you, did you just turn 36 this year? Uh, December. So okay, so you're you're 1980. 81. 81, sorry. Tail end 81. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, I was still... 98, I was just learning what paintball was. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, it's crazy to think about the guys that were, like, playing competitively in, like, the 90s. You know, like, that. going back and watching, like, Push and some of those older videos, like, makes you appreciate where we're at now, oh, I yeah, think. Yeah. I love going back and watching that, the clip, what was it, the 1996 World Cup with all the slats. Yeah. It's um, Bob Long... Against uh, the paraplegic turtles. The paraplegic turtles. Jeez. That was an old pro team. Yeah. You know? People don't realize that shit. You like, guys started playing way before I did. I there got, was I got, a I professional paid. paintball team called the paraplegic turtles. Yeah, the, and the wild geese. Yeah. You know what I mean? Can we bring that back? The, isn't Mark Price still around? Well, think of some of the names in the pro division right now. <laughs> you know? Bring it back. <laughs> yeah, we, I used to... Um, in 1999, we played this indoor tournament at Dusty Roads. It was a, it was actually a shooting range, an indoor shooting range, and they had this little room that, I mean, wasn't even the size of a basketball court, 
and they, it was concrete floors, and they decided they were going to have a paintball tournament. They tried, <laughs> they tried to have strobe lights and loud music, and all the tournament teams that were there were like, uh-uh, we're not doing that. No. <laughs> we need to be able to communicate. That had to be hell. <laughs> and indoor. Yeah, indoor. It's one thing at an outdoor tournament when you have, like, you know, the vendor area yeah. has music playing. Yeah. They, they were talking about, like, you know, smoke, strobe lights, <laughs> yeah, loud music. What, like, like Bleed? That, like, what are you, like, <laughs> the that's, that's what the tournament promoter wanted to do. And, and Make it, like, Bleed. All the teams were there, or like, like, or like the I Matrix. I think it would have been fun, but it would have been hell. Being like, what's going on? Hey, right around that time, we were playing for prizes. Think, you of, know? think of the action. Think of the action movies during that era that were like the shit. Bleed. Yeah. Fucking the Matrix. You know what oh, I mean? Wow, yeah. Um, like before the Matrix. So like, all you wanted to do as a kid was like go and fucking listen to techno and shoot shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Is that what EDM started? I mean, man, like, I used to start getting into electronic music right around the time where I started playing paintball. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I was a prodigy guy. And that was also, like, that was also, like, the time where I discovered, like, really fun first-person shooters. Like, if you remember, yeah. like, Gold, Unreal Tournament. Yeah. Well, GoldenEye was before, I'm talking about, like, a real multiplayer where you're playing oh, against people online. Kind of like uh, Counter-Strike. Counter-Strike. Yeah, that yeah. was my... Half-Life. Half-Life, Counter-Strike. Half-Life mod, Counter-Strike, digital paintball, mm-hmm. you know. Halo? Halo was PC. Halo. Halo, Halo. was a PC game. Um, Unreal Tournament. You remember that? I do remember Unreal. Dude, Unreal Tournament was a shit. Was Unreal with a freeze gun? They had that Yeah, one? they had yeah. a freeze gun. You had this fucking giant sniper rifle laser beam thing. It was the biggest thing, like the biggest <laughs> one out there. Yep. And there was a, that map where it was a two towers across, like, space... And you can like jump on a fucking thing and on a little, shoot like, platformers, jump over. Yeah, dude, that was fun. <laughs> like, are you Halo kidding me? Steal that from uh, Unreal? I mean, it, not steal. Reused. That yes. kind of technology has been in sci-fi <laughs> forever. All right. Yeah. You know, you can't you can't deny that that no. that kind of not technology. You know, that was fun. But that that, that was kind of like where I could see like that being like the promoters of that indoor tour and being like, yeah, that'd be a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of funny that the the promoter actually got shot in the eye for taking his mask off during one of the matches. No. Yeah. Oh, had to go to the emergency room. He was all right in the end, but I mean, well, that's, that that's how laid back. Like they didn't follow any of the rules. Like, well, that was like a scary thing when you saw the video and the and the uh, yeah. when you saw the video of Trevor Reeser and and Chris Lloyd freaking running into each that, other at the, the w. w. Yeah, that was crazy. And, like, people all of a sudden immediately, like, went to, like, oh, yeah, this is why we have to get rid of the W. No, it's not. It, that's a freak accident. That shit's been happening in any, yeah, any bunker. bunker. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's not because of that one. Yeah. And, like, a lot of that damage was done as a result of, like, a barrel hitting you. Like, basically yeah. punching you in yeah. your face with a, a cylinder and a, ho- a hollow cylinder. You know what I mean? Basically. The I mean, human face was not designed to take that kind of impact. No. <laughs> it was just, I mean, in paintball, it's bad luck. It happened. Yeah. You know? I mean, this sport is literally a sport that's, like, vast majority luck. Yes. <laughs> a, I, yeah, that, yeah. a large percentage of performance in paintball, I would say, is luck. There's a lot of skill involved. I'm not discrediting the top players in the game. No, absolutely not. I'm not dis- discrediting the top players in the woods, like those crafty dudes, but a shit ton of it is luck, you know? Absolutely. And sometimes, a lot of times, too, at tournaments, you get a lot of bad luck. 
a ball breaks when it shouldn't break. A ball bounces when it shouldn't bounce. Right. Yep. A ref seeing something that he shouldn't have seen. <laughs> well, I mean, there was a video that I was watching. It was, um, was it Extreme? It was Alex, Alex Aham, Alex Hamilton. And he was in, uh, he was in the snake. A shot came up from his own player, hit a ref in the leg, and hit Alex right in the goggles and called him out for it. And I was like, that. That sucks. Sucks. That sucks. <laughs> that is it bounced off his leg. Bounced off the ref's wow. shin, off his pants, and hit Am right in the face. He goes, "Look at the video." Damn. <laughs> I couldn't get. I couldn't get shot here. I this wish I. I wish dirty. I could have consult. I wish I should have pleaded to consult the video in our quarterfinals match against NC State. Yeah, like, I really wish. Oh uh, yeah, there was some controversy there, wasn't there? Yeah, I mean, like basically. I like within 20 minutes of that match ending, we already had screenshotted footage from the YouTube stream of the kid who hung the flag with a hit on the back of his left leg and then going backwards with the flag into the star box, Mm -hmm. rubbing his foot, right foot on his shin, or his his calf. That's great. And then poof, no more hit. He goes into the the star box with a hit (laughs) on his leg or at least... Paint that looked like it could have been a hit. Could have been a Whether hit. it was or not, yeah. the well, fact of the matter bright, is... He had a bright spot on the back <laughs> of his calf. Yeah. Going into the net. And then backwards. coming he out of the net, no more there. spot. So it's like, okay. And also, what I should—I didn't want to even contest that. What I wanted, what I should have contested was the, was the time that he actually touched the start box. That was the other thing I was thinking when I saw the post on Facebook. was like He wasn't even at the start box and the clock already said zero. Yeah, but when we were there... We heard the horn as he touched it. Mm. So I would have liked to have seen. The problem is, is that they probably wouldn't consult that because it's a delayed live stream. So the clock on gotcha. the scoreboard of the so live stream not is not. Uh, okay, okay. Exactly. Gotcha. Uh, so unless they were li- literally sitting there with a the camera that was synced. Right. To, but you're going off of YouTube words. Correct. Yeah. So I can That's see that rough. being a predicament in, its, in and of itself. It was close enough where I wasn't going to argue it. It was close enough where I was like. I'll let NC State have this one. My guys didn't deserve to move on. Right. Because if they did deserve to move on, in my eyes... That wouldn't have happened. That wouldn't have even been the case. Yep. In, in, in all sports, in the vast majority of sports, and given X-Ball too, yeah. you know, that's the reason why it's the format that we have now. It gives the teams, the best team, the fairest opportunity at moving on and winning, Right. Right. And it gives the, the team that's going to lose the fairest opportunity to compete as well. Right. And, True. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that's why you see the really good paintball matches are two teams that are evenly matched that should be winning that game. Right. You know what I mean? And just one ball goes one way, you know? And that's the hardest thing to kind of explain to people in the sense that, like, there is not a ball, right? There's... 2,000 balls on yeah. one player, you know? <laughs> There's no actual focal point. So yeah. to, to, to give an outsider a picture and an idea of, like, and that's what makes, like, hockey so appealing to the, to the fair-weather fan. That's what makes baseball so appealing to the fair-weather fan, you know, the guys that are just there in the playoffs or the guys that are just there for a company outing, you know? It gives them the ability they can picture – the game. Yeah, easy to understand. But, I mean, if you really think about it, paintball is easy to understand once you're on the field and once you're experiencing it. So. Yeah, but to watch. 
to watch it. To watch, because you don't, you don't. Uh, somebody that doesn't know what they're doing doesn't know exactly where to look all the time. It's, I mean, not that there is a specific place to watch. But so you guys currently manage like a kids team. Yes. Yes. What's the name of the team? Black, Black Lotus. Lotus. Black Lotus, right? Yep. And the, the the age range of the team is ten to eighteen. Yeah. Yeah. How and the reason I bring this up okay. right now is how do you get or what do you see? getting those kids into the competitive side of paintball. Because that's like, it's been 81 episodes of this podcast. Mm-hmm. And like one of the main reasons why I've like even came into this whole project was to like document how people get into the game to further understand how to grow the game, right? right. To grow the pool of players that are playing competitive paintball. Well, from my experience, I just joined the team about a year ago. And um, Jason asked me to come on as a coach. And the main reason, the main thing I see um, how to get kids onto the field is actually inviting them with us onto the field and letting them borrow our equipment. But, hey, this is what it's supposed to be like or what it can be like. Everyone sees this stuff on on, uh, on YouTube, like uh, everything you see on ESPN. And you're, they're saying, oh, I can't do that. It's way too intense. You know, I have to be athletic enough to do that. There are some people that aren't athletic playing paintball. Yeah. I mean, if you look at me, I used to be 400 pounds two years ago. Now what are you, 380? I'm like 305. <laughs> <laughs> you asshole. It's supposed to be a fun show. Um, no, I'm down to 300 pounds. And the reason I lost all that weight is playing more paintball. Yeah. I wanted to get more into tournament paintball. It was all woods. You know, I could sit in my little bush and hang out and just, you know, pick people off. But until I actually got into tournament paintball, I didn't love it. I didn't understand it, so I didn't, I didn't try it. Yeah. Um, we just had two new kids, uh, Elijah and Gabe, who have played paintball on the hyperpipe at Rec Ball and out in the woods. They were so scared of speedball because they don't know what to do. Yeah. The easiest thing to do is come on out. We'll show you what we do. We'll talk to you. We'll bring it to you slow. And then they'll fall in love with it. Just like any sport. Yeah. I mean, playing basketball. I hated basketball because I didn't understand it. I hated football and I didn't understand it, but I was suited for it at that age. Yeah. Um, they don't know what they're suited for. And, you know, that's where Jason and I come in. In my experience, um, I mean, not the pen is wrong, but a lot of these kids really are interested in the tournament side of paintball, but they're too scared to ask. So, like, True. we ref we ref at Outdoor Extreme Highfield, so we take that time to talk it up to the kids. They say, we tell them, you know, if, if you're interested in trying at any time, you're welcome to come to any of our practices. And most of them have been watching the tournament teams play, and they think, wow, this looks like a really cool sport, but they don't know how to get into it. So it takes somebody to approach them and give them the opportunity. And most of them jump right in. I mean, I, we have very few kids that tell us, you know, no thanks, I'm not interested. Almost everybody we Actually, we haven't had a no. Oh, I've had one no, but the kid was like, eh, I want to go home and play video games. I was yeah. like, okay, well, <laughs> that's fine. But no. I like playing video games. <laughs> hey, video games are great. And I told the kids, if you play first-person shooters, you'll pretty much know what speedball is like because it's just... Now it's whizzing by your face and you actually hear it and feel it this time. Well, like when I was between the age we were just talking about it, like between the age of 13 and 18 years old, I used to shit spend the whole summers playing video games. Oh, yeah. You know, like and then I'd go out at night to go skateboarding or like whatever, you know, towards like my later years in high school. But like when I got a little bit more daring, you know what I mean? Right. To go sneak out and go skateboarding (laughs) 11 o'clock at night. Breaking the law, bro. <laughs> you know? What curfew? But, like, the reason why we couldn't, or not the reason why we couldn't, but 
we play paintball like once a month just simply because that's what we could afford or that's what we wanted to afford. Right. I mean, the reason why I got my first job at the age of 15, which is the earliest eligible age in New Jersey to get a job at, like to get a paying job. Right. Was 15. Was so I can afford to play paintball. You know? And, and that was once a month. And that's, that's half the kids. <laughs> Majority of our kids. Some of them reps, some of them have other jobs. Well, I look back at like my life, right? Like from 32 now, all the way back to like when I first started playing, is like all the good things that being involved in paintball. And then it's not just paintball, man. Like what I look at is like other kids or other guys that have had the kind of a similar path where they find a hobby and, and, and get engrossed in the hobby and it teaches them a lot about life and they come out positive on the, on the other end. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, we try to teach this, the kids that with, with Black Lotus. I mean, you have to deal with adversity in, every, in everyday life. Pitball seems just a little bit simpler at the time, and maybe you can deal with that. You can learn how to deal with things afterwards. Yeah, it's, so. just, it's not even... It's, look, it's not even like paintball. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. I, I try to give them as many experiences as I can, too. Like, like you've seen me bringing the kids down to the pro pits to pit for aftershock. Yeah. Makeup. Just to give them that experience. And, and this year we're planning on doing Atlantic City, hoping to do Chicago, and we're going to do a World Cup again. Florida. My yeah. first my first one. Yeah. Nice. And yeah, I'm excited. Just trying to give these kids positive experiences in their lives. I might be... Uh, the, just a, just a yeah. quick sidebar on World Cup. I was just talking to a prospective new job opportunity mm-hmm. and um, they were like World Cup November because I just gave them my prospectus of my schedule right just to be upfront, just be like hey I'd like to go to these things you know right and within the first year of me working here right and they're like is World Cup absolutely necessary and I sent back an email I was like it's not absolutely necessary but I would really enjoy to not miss it you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And it, it it is an opportunity. Like every time I've been to World Cup, it's just an opportunity, like to see the biggest show. Yeah. And it's not very big by all by other standards at all. But it's our big. It's what it's paintball's biggest thing. Yeah. It's, it's to our kids, Super Bowl. It's huge. <laughs> yeah. To just go to Atlantic City is huge. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Atlantic City was the first. It was the first event last year, right? It was the first time last year for AC. For yeah, Atlantic City, Atlantic City. Yeah, I was a little peeved I couldn't go. It was exciting. It's the closest one I've ever been to, and I couldn't get there. And yeah, literally, other than the Trenton, yeah. the Top Gun, not Trenton, that's not Trenton. No. That's Jackson, New Jersey. <laughs> uh, but Trenton is a cool name for a team, Trenton Top Gun Union. That was yep. cool. Um, there's a po- little poster right there. T1, Trenton Top Gun Union. <laughs> Sick. Like, there's, you know... That was a close. That's twenty five minutes from my house. Yeah, that was awesome. I got to sleep here for a national tournament. <laughs> you know, sometimes you drive an hour, forty five minutes to go from a hotel to a paintball field at an event. Yeah. yeah, we drove to Chicago last year and Cup. I drove the Cup. Chicago is a is a brutal drive, dude. It's a long drive, man. Yeah, thank God for my wife. <laughs> Did she drive you? She drove half of it. At least. Well, she drove more than half, as she'll tell anybody. Yeah, she probably drove three quarters of it. While I slept. <laughs> you play it. You you put a ten man team in, right? At cup. Not, not a no cup. We did five man. Atlantic City. We did ten man. Yeah. And Chicago. We just pit for aftershock. Nice. 
You just went there to pit. Yep. That's it. Just the experience for my, well, that one only my son and his friend could come because well, that was right when the school year started. The first national event I ever went to was Chicago 05. Mm-hmm. We drove out there. Funny story. We drove out there. First time I ever went to a national. And all I did was take pictures. I didn't do anything other than take pictures the entire <laughs> event. And it was awesome. Yeah. I got to, like, re- really... Dude, I still have these pictures, and they just bring back so much fucking awesome memories. That's going to be me and AC. I'll be like, uh-uh. I've never, I've never been here before. <laughs> this is my first one. Yeah. It's it it it, de- it definitely brings back like these these awesome cool feelings like sixteen hour drive, you know I'm a sophomore in college, like let's just do it let's go have fun man why not you know why not and I still yeah. I still keep in touch with some of the players that I stayed with and that I hung out with from that first event. I think that's the coolest part about paintball. Lance Hardwick. <laughs> I'm, I'm still in touch with all the guys I first started playing tournaments with back in 1999. I yeah. just got Carl to start playing tournaments again last year. Nice. He's now I think he's playing with uh, Banff. What's you know, Banff? It's a team. They're out of uh, badass motherfuckers. I guess I don't know. That's what it stands for. Yeah, I guess so. They're out uh, in Maryland, Tony Town. The same field yeah. that uh, Revo practices at. In uh, at Pat. Yeah, Pat. Tiny Town. Yeah. Tiny Town. I was like, Tiny Town. Tiny Town. <laughs> I said Tawny Town. I don't know. Dude, I went there one time ever, I think. And it was such a fucking hike from Philly. Yeah. <laughs> it was such a hike in the morning. It was like two hour, two and a half hours. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, dude. Well, I'm spoiled because I used to roll out of bed and go right to Captain Carl. So now, now I'm... Driving forty five minutes up to Hatfield is like. I love when we. I love when we've had practices at Top Gun on a Sunday or at fucking Long Live. Yeah, it's like a 25, 25 30 minute, minute drive. drive. <laughs> yeah, lucky. If you wake up an hour and a half before practice, you're supposed to be at practice. You have enough time just to get there. But also getting coffee, getting Wawa, <laughs> getting gas, not feeling rushed. Yeah. I'm surprised some of the teams that travel for these small tournaments, like out of Hatfield, we run this uh, small uh, three-man tournament, the Savage Series. Mm-hmm. We actually get teams out from Pittsburgh. Really? For a little yeah, we had one D6 of them. three-man tournament. D6. D6 and D5, yeah. D6. D6 is like you've never played a tournament before. Ever. Does that exist on APPA? It, do- it does. No. No, it's beginner now. Oh, beginner, it just yeah. It says beginner. Is but, there a D5 ranking? Yes. Oh, my God. They need to get rid of all this shit. <laughs> it helps us out. Helps kids learn. Help the kids learn and move up. But well, know. there should be one. There should be one division for that, and it should be rookie. Yeah. Okay. And then you can only like you can only e- EPL is D six too for three men. I'm just saying it shouldn't yeah. exist. Oh, I'm not disagreeing. I don't think there's enough people right now. It just there shouldn't be a system that allows someone like myself to be playing D three. Forever, right. and what I'm saying is that like I'm not discrediting the players in D three no, 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 no. at all. I'm just saying that that shit shouldn't exist. It should just be pro, amateur, novice, rookie. Well, that's what we used to have before the APPA. Came and if you want to sit around sandbagging in a division forever, it'll be like maybe amateur. You know, right. not everyone can go pro. Yeah, I mean that's maybe a great idea. Like you can never dip back down a rookie ever. You know, like you can with with the APPA if you don't play if you play or 
stop playing for a while, you don't you get back ranked back down? Yeah. Yeah, right? So far. But you don't I don't think it goes I mean Tony, Tony Savage is an ex pro back in the day. Right. Right. He still plays fantastic paintball. We practiced against him on Sunday and he's fucking crazy. <laughs> running around the field like a madman. You know? And he's forty three years old, forty four years old. Right. And he's ranked D three. Because he <laughs> You know what I'm saying? No, I hear you. Like that just should have never happened. Like yeah. now he can go and play a D four tournament. Right. Which has, is retarded. A, yeah. I agree. <laughs> no, I mean having four separate divisions where everyone's pretty much the same level. And you can get ranked down backwards into those rookie small divisions, you know? Like you should be like getting thrown to the fire, but like you would only get be getting thrown to the fire with a peer group that's only has the experience of playing tournaments for like a year. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That would be rookie. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you would get thrown to a fire of like a division right below a group of players that are way more advanced than you are. Right. But like you'd be able to go to tournaments where maybe you see those players and want to aspire to be those players or be on that skill level. And then you might you'll also maybe get your shit pushed in, but also have the opportunity to win a couple games, like just by yeah. sheer luck. Yeah. Sheer luck. That's back how to, you learn. You back gotta, to luck again. You gotta yeah. play against people better than you to learn. Yeah. You gotta I'm lose the firm believer in that. Yeah. I mean, we've always said the, the reason why you're losing is you're learning. The first year that uh, that we started Black Lotus, we went straight into a quick shot, which was D four, which at that point we could have done D six, but we played a full year a D four first. And had the, the kids had the best time of their life, but they finished dead last every single tournament. Yeah. But they had a crowd watching them, and when they come off the field, everybody came over and was giving them pointers, and that's part of the reason they got better. Because what well, crowd was around them? All the other players, because they were the youngest kids. They were, so they were just they watching were, play. They were thirteen and fourteen. All the other teams, the New Jersey Saints, the PC United, that the, their players enjoyed watching the kids because well. The first tournament, nobody really watched us. But then we came back after not winning one point mm-hmm. and coming in dead last in the tournament. And then some of the guys started to get interest. And then by the end of the season, we literally would have a crowd every time the kids were playing on the field. There'd be like 10 guys waiting at the gate to come out mm-hmm. to give them pointers about what they were doing wrong, what they could do better. We, we, uh, they were actually really upset that uh, Larry didn't have the quick shot league this year. That They were planning on doing it again, the three men. So he didn't, he's not doing it at all? No, he's, well, the rumor is that he's going to tear down the speedball field and put in an RC car track. Nice. But I haven't talked to him personally, so they're just rumors. That's pretty rad. But he's definitely not doing the uh, quick shot league, QSBL. I remember fucking RC car tracks were, like, awesome back in the day. Yeah, that was pretty cool. We had, like, the farmer's market by me. That did yeah, that. that shit was awesome. Pay five bucks, <laughs> put the car on, and just let it run. Yeah, dude. That shit's awesome. Or you should build a skate park. Yeah. Well, you're in the middle of fucking... That's like farm country. Yeah. When you drive down to where Crookshot is... At a gas station. Yeah. <laughs> when you drive down to where Crookshot is, and you're not from New Jersey, you realize immediately, like, that New Jersey is not just fucking, <laughs> like, Newark. No. You realize pretty quick. That, like, there's a reason why this place is called the Garden State. There's a shit ton of farmland. There really is. <laughs> How many have we passed on the way up here? Like, four, five, with the gates in them and everything? Now, granted, there's know. not as much farmland as, like, Kansas. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, God. There's no people in Kansas. There's yeah. nothing else to have out there. It's true. It's their main profession, right? <laughs> farming? Maybe. I, mean, <laughs> I would imagine, yeah. <laughs> All those damn farms. You have to have to be farming there. Yeah, like, that place is in the middle of nowhere. There's no one skateboarding there. No, not in Kansas. No, not in Kansas. You can't skateboard on dirt roads, I don't imagine. Yeah, not very well. I mean, I've never been to Kansas. There's probably <laughs> probably paved roads. Probably. Yeah. I'm sorry, Kansas. Yeah. <laughs> They're more slightly more advanced than we think they are. <laughs> slightly. <laughs> sorry to all the people listening out in Kansas. Prove us wrong. Dial in one eight hundred five five five. How funny it would it be if there was a dial in right now? Hey, you motherfuckers! You're talking shit about Kansas. I'm standing on a paved road right, right now, now in Kansas. Hey, if you do a live show, you could offer that. That might be fun. That'd be hilarious. Have a, a fucking call in. Prove us wrong. Yeah. Dirt roads only in Kansas. I wonder where the sound would sync up like that. A lot of questions. How I would sync up the sound so like it wasn't just me having a cell phone and a mic. Soundboard. Yeah, yeah it'd have to be a soundboard. Soundboard, yeah. Roll that in. That yeah, you could run a soundboard through an iPad that's like doing Google Voice. Still can. Oh, yeah. I mean, I guess iPads yeah. let you do anything else. You pay, uh, you know, if you Dan, if it. you run it out through the uh, the headphone jack. Not the headphone jack. The Now the, all the new iPads, like the headphone jack is the USB. Is the, yeah, USB. Uh, so why it basically I, allows you to plug a mic in directly. That's why I got away from iPhone. Those motherfuckers. <laughs> what, Screw my phone. What is that? A Samsung blob phone? J7 Samsung? It's J7. Um, it's literally one of the I got from Metro. Very, very simple. It's a, it's an Android, but I'm uh, moving up to what, the S8 or S9. Can you throw up. that thing against the wall and will it stay alive? No. Do it now? <laughs> Test it out right now. <laughs> it's fine. I'm going to jinx myself, but uh, as many times as I've dropped this on its face at OXH, nothing. Really? Nothing. I break lots of phones. This one's lasted the longest. This also even got shot. I shouldn't say that part. I'm going to break it. That's what yeah, I said. You I just jinxed You just commentator cursed. Me. Yep. I want to walk up the steps and hear clink, clink, smash. You know what? I said it on the cast. I got <laughs> one phone. I, I bought it, and that day I dropped it and smashed the screen. It nope. fell off my lap, and when I got out of the car, I had it sitting on my lap. <laughs> Done. Oh, it wasn't an hour old. <laughs> Way off paintball topic. You know what? Phones never broke. Nokia's. They never broke. Dude, I've been thinking about getting <laughs> a flip phone again. They don't break. I've just been thinking about getting a flip phone. Just I, I just reformatted my iPhone, right? And I have like no contacts on it, no apps. Like I just am slowly starting to add some of the apps. Oh jeez. And it feels so great. It's been <laughs> such a liberating day of like not really tracking social media. Yep. And just not getting dinged all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, less less connected, I guess. Yeah. Less connected. And you just it. use it to phone call and text. And I mean, my LG Chocolate had like rudimentary navigation. Oh, my God. The LG Chocolate. Remember that phone? Holy crap. I had Verizon Navigate. <laughs> it actually worked pretty good for that era. It's the same I mean? era as the, as the Razor? Yeah, the Razor. Oh, man. Is that that phone came after the razor? Yeah. To note. Oh, even the uh, was it? Oh, that was Matrix time. That was the Matrix like little slide phone. Slide front. phones. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, going back. Dude, that phone was tiny. It fit right in my pocket. Antennas were still a thing. That thing didn't have an antenna. I mean, it had a built-in. Right. Same thing what our phones have, but like not not like an antenna antenna. Right. That <laughs> one that like stuck out the phone. Yeah. Jeez. Oh, um. Yeah, like. 
I've been thinking about going back to like that technology just to like disconnect from like and not disconnect completely, like be able to go to my computer and be on social media if I want to. Right. But you're less connected with that flip phone. But, like to be honest, like nowadays, like my likelihood of like sitting here in front of my computer scrolling through a news feed is slim to none. You know what I mean? In your pocket, that's why. Like, well, there's that yeah. one, but also like, if I was sitting in this space currently, I'd much rather go into that room where there's a bar, a TV, and an Xbox, and and sit there and play PUBG with my friends. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I've been playing PUBG on my phone a lot lately. You can phone play version's on, actually pretty good. You can play on your phone. Yeah, there's a PUBG mobile. No way. Yeah. Is it? Does it work good? It's. It's. I'm surprised how well it works. It's. But I don't play a lot of video games, so... But I can kill people, and I'm not very good at first-person shooters, so... Nice. The, like, and you... What do you use, like, controls on that thing, or are you just yeah, kind of, like... touchscreen. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> That's pretty well, rad. If, if Zap's not available for the next couple of days, we know why. Because <laughs> I was literally... PUBG on my phone. Wait, do they have PUBG on an iPhone? Probably not. I think they do. I think it's... I think it crosses, too, doesn't it? Damn, dude. It might cross-platform, too. Imagine putting it on an iPad. They actually yeah, have. They do that. IPad. They also have controllers now. You can lit, like slide your phone into it. No. And use it. Yeah, yeah I haven't seen that. I don't know if it it's works in the it, game though, because the controls are right on the screen when it's when it's going. When it's going. I'm sure that there's a patch for that. It has to be. Because I think there's a cord you, that pops into it. Computer guys, I just play with my phone. I'm not a computer guy at all. My, 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 so Why call the Asian guy the computer guy? Compared, like, I was listening to that stuff earlier. Like, compared <laughs> to me, you guys, it's a computer. I, can't, I have to ask my wife to help me like do anything. Ooh, there's volume on that. That's all right. What are you playing? PUBG, right? I'll open it so you can see. Yeah. <laughs> it, actually, it actually is PUBG. Yeah, it's PUBG. Like, flat out PUBG. Whoa. I want to see gameplay of this shit. You can play while we're talking. I'll get it. No, no, no. Then I'll get distracted. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing, Dan? Oh. oh. Die, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> I, when I first started playing, I thought this was the PUBG. I didn't realize. I actually, I actually the did, PUBG. I like, thought it was like, like the only way like, to play. Like the Google. I didn't play like, it for two <laughs> weeks recently. I didn't. I was away yeah. traveling, so I wasn't. I didn't play it for two weeks, and I actually was fiending it for a little bit. Like that's a great way to like relax, unwind. I get so it sleepy. Is. Like I'm just you see what opens up. Okay. I don't know how much different it is. As a level three helmet. This dude has a freaking motorcycle helmet, which is looks like you're wearing a dildo on your head. <laughs> this I've never played a computer. This dude's strapped up with a car ninety eight. Oh my god! How do you move? The left left, left thumb is like walk, right, left, up, oh, and down. Oh, dude! And the left Whoa. thumb turns your vision. Wait, so you swipe left, turn, swipe right, turn. It looks, yeah, like, dude, it looks like one of the mushrooms on the on the PlayStation. Oh, the joystick ones. Yeah. Okay. It's on the screen, but it looks like it. Okay. On the left, and then on the right, you just... How do you run? Um, there's either a button you tap up to the right, or I think if you push forward and hold it there for a second, like a little symbol lights up, and you Whoa. push it under that. Yeah, it's pretty rad. I fuck with this. So I was sitting around. Um, but, yeah, I'd rather just do it on an Xbox. Yeah, I'm sure. It's and, and then the people who play it on PC are like, yeah, I'd rather do it on PC. I'm like, ah, yeah. oh, you motherfucker. It's quicker on PC. I didn't realize how quick it was. But yeah. I don't think I would... Uh, I'm not know. always near an Xbox or a PC, especially at my work, which is where I probably played the most. <laughs> I think it's just another distraction, to be honest. Like, I'd rather just... Like, I don't want to invest, like, a grand into, like, a nice gaming computer. 
Like and a nice monitor. No. Fuck that. You don't really have to. I mean, I've seen gaming computers go up for five hundred just working just fine. Really? Yeah. But what about your monitor? A good monitor is like two hundred bucks. Yeah, I mean, some people use their already like already regular monitors. This VGA fucking old monitor. I used to play Diablo on this shit. It still works. It may still not, works, but may I not be may not be crystal crystal clear, but well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You yeah. know what I mean? I'd rather like go go on that TV at that point. Well, I don't have a computer, and I don't buy game systems until they're under a hundred dollars. <laughs> what game system is that? PS2. No, well, I got an Xbox 360. Damn. PS2 was the shit. PS2 was the shit. Gran Shit. Gran Turismo 2. I used to fucking mob on that shit. Uh, I was NFL Blitz. It was a Gran Turismo 3. It was on PS2 for a little bit. No one knows that. NFL Blitz. Yeah. Um, I didn't play that. I was. Damn. What else did I play? I played uh, a lot NBA of Tony Street. Hawk. Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk Pro Skaters. Um, Rainbow Six. Those games were on Rainbow there. Rainbow Six. No, I played that on 360. There was a Rainbow Six, I think, on PlayStation yeah. 2. A lot of the games were on both, weren't they? Yeah, but that was Xbox era. Xbox had... Uh, in that era, Xbox was sweet because you had Halo. And Halo was yeah. the shit. Halo was... It still... Eh, it took a step back. Dude, Halo yeah. 3 was the shit. It was. <laughs> Is that the BR? Big team battle. Yep. With a Warthog. Yep, yep. yep. Go around with your buddies on a Warthog. And just like romp around. Or the, the, the false cannon in the back. Oh my god! And then Go some people. Cannon. And some people had the freaking rocket launcher, so they just do like a double boost jump and rocket launcher war yeah. dog, and be fucked. Spartan laser was reintroduced in that game, wasn't it? Yeah, Spartan laser was Spartan so sick. Was the shit. It's still <laughs> the shit. Little plaque is like, yeah, we're only doing Spartan lasers in this little room that we just created on the map. On the map creator, it's like this is gonna be so much bullshit, so much ricochet ricochet shots. What was that gun? The needler. The Needler was my favorite. That was so fun. Needler and a, and a sword. Uh, I was more need. I was uh, was it um, energy can- uh, plasma cannon Needler. Well, duh. That was Everyone a new, did new that. combo. <laughs> Everyone did the combo. <laughs> was that the one where you could have two guns? Yeah, you could part? do. Yeah, Halo Three, you had two guns. Yeah, yeah. I, I like doing the double Needlers. Everyone always liked the double SMGs, but like that was bullshit. That was pussy shit. No, it was a, the two um, the two claws. It was the shotgun pistols. That was the best. What guns were there? Oh, yeah, those guns were it sick. It was just one shot, one shot, and then melee, and it was done. I was like, oh, well. Toast. It was gone. Yeah, it shield off, basically all your health, yep. and a tap. Yep. And <laughs> a knock for good Everyone luck. Like, this is bullshit. Stop doing it. <laughs> like, we'll learn how to play better. No, dude, the noob combo was the worst. Getting noob comboed was so shitty. Especially when you teamed up. It's like, all right, I'm on this guy. The only one on this guy. And almost like his friend comes by and just... You ever get dual tap. noob comboed? When two guys team up in you on the and, same... Yeah. And they it's both bullshit. have new combos. It's bullshit. Because you can sometimes narrowly avoid the one, like, charge blaster. If you were good enough. I yeah. mean, how many hours did you put on that? Dude, how many too many. Hours? <laughs> it's like, hey, summer hit. Actually, end of, end of school year. And then Call of Duty came out, and it was game over. Yeah. It was like, fuck, dude. Call, the first Zombies... Oh, once Zombies was downloaded, download, downloadable content, it was done. 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 It was done. It was retarded. It was the most ridiculous there shit. There was no baby. It was a negative effect. I There's literally no used to sit. I used to sit upstairs on my brother's Xbox because he was the only one that like, that Xbox One that's in there is not even mine. It's my girlfriend's. <laughs> like I, I haven't bought a system. Like I've never bought a system. Like the last one I got was like a Christmas present. You know what I mean? And that was Xbox. So like, he had the 360, right? And I sit up in his room with a big, tall boy. Big boy glass, like a mixed drink, like a whiskey soda or something. 
and just sit there and progressively get drunker and drunker with claymores. Yep. And a fucking <laughs> machine gun. You <laughs> yeah. sit there and set up claymores and let the zombies run into them. Yep. That was the best. Double double machine gun and then laser gun came out. I'm like, oh god. You guys want a beer? Oh, I'm good. I'm good for now. Yeah. I want to grab a beer. Oh, yeah. I'm a little parched. <laughs> Dude, the video game scene was so sick back in the day. Yeah, it's nothing like it is. It's nothing like it was. I mean, I was a big N64 guy. N64? Oh, N64, Goldeneye, Star Fox. Oh, we used to have Goldeneye tournaments at Captain Charles in the store. I got in trouble once because I opened up the store at 3 o'clock in the morning so my friends and I can play Goldeneye. Dude, that's awesome. That's the best. <laughs> no way. I was like, why were you at the store at 3 o'clock in the morning? I was like, uh, I was... Playing video games with my friends? No way. He's <laughs> like, not cool, dude. Not cool. Not cool. Proximity <laughs> Mines and Golden Gun. No, dude, my Proximity God. Mines. It was the best. It's like, oh, I got you, Nate, sucker. <laughs> Just power weapons. RCP-90. <laughs> automatic shotgun. Uh, not the automatic. It was a semi-automatic. It wasn't fully automatic. There was no fully automatic. It was semi-automatic. You're right. It was semi-automatic. You didn't yeah. have to pump it. No. Dude, one of the best, games in pub, uh, best, uh, best guns in PUBG is a pump-action shotgun. But that's in in my opinion, that's every game. Yeah. Pump, pump action is always the. It's better fucking shotgun. sweet. <laughs> Do they have one in Rainbow Six? A pump action? I, I didn't really play Rainbow Six that much. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. My brother did a lot. I'm talking about the new one now, the Siege. Oh yeah, I haven't played that. I just watched people play. It looks sweet. It is sweet. I, like I watched my brother play it. It looks really fucking sweet. He's always been like way more into video games than me. It's funny how that like happened where where he has played paintball. And actually, he had a, he owned a gun at at a time. He had a Model ninety eight, and like he never went down that path like I did. But he got into video games like really hard and like first person shooters, and he was always really good at them. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess I mean it's easier. You didn't have to leave the house. It's just hey, click. It's there. yeah. Doesn't hurt as much, I guess. Yeah, doesn't. Doesn't really hurt anymore after a while. No, but when you're first starting off, paintball. Yeah. You ever get the kids started in like with like the low impact shit, the fifty cal? Actually, no. I mean we didn't get we didn't get them in into it that way. But no. when we ref, we have the kids that play with the fifty cal, and they're like, "Oh my kill death spread is so good." I'm like, "Okay, let's let's just do this." <laughs> I've never um, I've never even shot a fifty cal gun. It's uh, it's a lot less. I think like when it hits your skin, it feels almost the same. But then if it hits a, a wrinkle in your shirt, you don't even feel it and it just falls on the ground. Yeah. It's oh, really? Weird. Yeah. So, like, can you shoot it like a, a machine? Like, can you shoot like a... Don't they have like 50 cal kits for like egos and stuff? Yeah, they do. But we don't have any of them. No. Feel. I've it's, never seen one in person. Like an e-tech. Yeah. Didn't no, they have like a 50 that. cal kit for an e-tech? I I'm pretty sure they did. I think they do. It's possible. The only it had a have, smaller bolt. It had, like, a... Basically, it changed, like, the whole size of, like, the breech. Like, think of, like... It didn't do this, but, like... Think of, like, the old DM3 Matrix. Right. You know, the, the DM3, where you can change the breech itself. Didn't they make 50 cal impulses, too? I wonder what the original idea was. I forgot. They did make 50 cal impulses, yeah. Okay. I wonder what the original idea was behind that, that Matrix. Did you guys ever own one of those Matrix? No. You, Which one? The DM3. No, I had a DM4. But, the, the but one, I've seen the DM3 and shot the, the DM3. The iteration before that had a removable breach. And you actually right. could change, 
like that people sold like angel threaded matrix breaches. I wonder if that was the idea behind it. I doubt it. I don't know. But it's like, what was the actual idea, the thought process behind that? It wasn't sp- oh, Splatmaster came after, right? You had to push out the ball with it a probably, dowel rod. Right. It, pr- it probably was. like so You had to push out the ball with a dowel rod. Yeah. I remember that. <clears throat> they weren't... Okay. I didn't actually originally design that gun. No, it was a Gen, Gen E. Yeah. I had the Gen E Matrix. I didn't have... I owned a DM3. The DM3 had like a little bit... They had the, the Hyper 2 reg. Yeah, it stuck out the front. So it looked cooler. Right. Um, whereas the Jenny Matrix, like you usually saw, like a AK two liter on it, yeah, or something like that, which was a really ugly, simple rig, <laughs> but it worked. It worked great. Whatever works, man. Yeah, <laughs> and then uh, the DM three had the hyper rig, and then it had like a little bit like it had cool anno. They used like really nice like dust anos on it, like a dust red anno, a dust gray anno. And even then, there was like the Toxic Matrix, which was fucking a beautiful gun. The Aardvark Matrix, like all these like old school like high end matrices. I just saw an Aardvark on on eBay. Yeah, I was gonna say I think I just saw an Aardvark recently. Yeah, Looks but you could remove the bolt, uh, the the breech assembly, which is really strange, and I wonder why they did it. That's I all. Don't know. I'll have to look that up. I didn't really mess with the Matrix. I was more Angel guy back then. I just got a Ripper Ripper Angel upstairs or a Ripper LCD. Yeah. It's currently like a paperweight, but it's pretty sweet. <laughs> I've still got my first angel. It was a 99, the first double finger trigger they had. Not, not the LCD, but the, in, in LE. Yeah, the LED. Yeah, with the double finger, not nice. the single finger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it came out like 98 or 99. I shot a single finger, tr- a single f- trigger finger. Yeah. Say that five <laughs> times fast. <laughs> a single trigger, f- single finger trigger. <laughs> <laughs> a single trigger figure, finger finger <laughs> damn it <laughs> got him we'll get it we'll get it later alright I shot that gun a couple of times it was awesome <laughs> yeah, actually the first tournament I ever showed up to I had an automatic and I could not get it to work and Carl was there with his angel and let me use it. And after that, I told my parents, I'm never using another gun. Get me an angel. And that's Who's this Carl character you speak of? Carl from Captain Carl's. That Carl. Carl Marty. Yeah. I don't think I ever met him. No. No. Sorry. That Carl. Yeah, that Which Carl. Carl do we speak of? Captain Carl. The Captain. The L. Captain, Captain Carl. He played some semi-pro in PPL for a little while. Right when Infamy was big, they went together. Did he go with them or was he with Vendetta? Well, he was. They had. Um, what were they called? Maybe I need to have Straza on the podcast because he played on that team, Vendetta. No, he wasn't on Vendetta. Carl was in Forsaken, they were called. Aha. I think he only played two years. Forsaken. And PPL semi pro. Oh, yeah, dude. Didn't they have like the devil logo? Well, I think they were sponsored by. Um, Diablo, was it? Or not Diablo? Maybe. Well, I don't know. I wasn't around then, actually. Imagine if... The, the sport at that imagine point. if the paintball tournaments like that you go to Atlantic City um, or like Chicago or something had like the show aspect of kind of the vendor area. I think they're trying to do that a little bit, but it's kind of like, I don't know. 
They need. There needs to be a way to try to attract people that are like outside to come in. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I agreed. I don't think we do enough. I think I heard somebody say once they should have like a like an actual like a fair. You know, like with rides and stuff at the same. I mean, why not? They can rent all that space and can they fit it in there? It's funny, like that. Paintball has shunned that idea, because, and you know, a true skateboarder like a would like cringe at this thought or whatever, but like skateboarding, BMXing, aggressive inlining, those used to be like all just sideshow act shit. Yeah, true. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you should team up together. Yeah, I mean, maybe have cross events or something. Like, they used to have the Vans Warp Tour, it was like a yeah. yeah, fucking 12-foot vert ramp there. I think the, didn't at a concert. Year, did they try to do the uh, the X Games one year? Like, as a... I don't think paintball was ever even a... It was probably yeah. a blip on the X Games radar, but it, it never was in, yeah. in it. That's what I remember. But, yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, what's wrong with that? You know? Why did that never... Why was that never a thought process? Or still is. I think it is still a thought process. I think right now, since insurance... It's that's all comes down to that type of thing. Insurance? I think so. Because don't, don't you think like there's? I would say I would say yeah. I would say a skate park has a, probably equal to or greater. Like all right, so when you open up a skate park, an indoor skate park that you pay, or even that you don't pay, like a public skate park, right? The kind of insurance that the 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 township or the city or whatever needs to have to cover an injury there because it's a public place true you know like you're setting up shit that people jump off of (laughs) at high speeds you know what you're getting into type of thing so you know so like that has never in my opinion like been a plausible argument it has nothing to do with that i mean maybe it has to do with like the fact that we're shooting guns at each other maybe that's what it is you know the only gu- gun sport left in the Olympics is the biathlon, and they're shooting basically BB guns. Yeah. <laughs> is that the one where they're skiing? Skiing yeah, cross-country cross and, and, and shooting and targets. Shoot. Okay. There's no more shooting sports in the Olympics other than archery. Did you ask Tom Coley's questions? I didn't really get a chance to ask some of those questions to him. I don't know, you know, if that's... I don't think he has the opportunity to pursue things like that. Yeah. And that's... that's. Been, I did like how lately they've been asking for suggestions for what to do at the, on Facebook. Like, they do, like, a poll, like, what would you like to see at an NXL event? Like, we were going nuts at Paris because they had a drone racing tournament right at the same that's time. That's pretty cool. Which is sweet. Yeah. Yeah, but there weren't any film crews out for that either. You know what I mean? Yeah. There was film crews, crews out for Chicago, you know, and that's a cool thing. But what does that what does that do? You know, I don't know. I don't think TV's the answer either. Not in this day and age. It was the answer then, and I wonder. I'm just like wondering, what was the hurdle, fifteen years ago? You know what I mean? If you think about it, we were just talking about it outside, dude. Right. Columbine happened. Yeah. Like about 20 years ago. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like paintball was getting huge then. 
You know, paintball is huge in the industry. You know what I mean? You think it has more to do stuff like that? or There was all the power in the world at that moment for paintball. I mean, they had they had it. They had balls, energy drinks, sponsoring tournaments, or whatever that Rockstar. was. Rockstar energy. You know, there's a lot of that shit was like sales reps and stuff like that. It wasn't like true sponsorship. Like where there's... Like, but, you know... But there was interest. There was interest there, you know? And what is stopping... What is stopping... What was the next hurdle? How did that stop? You know, that's what I'm wondering. And that was back then. Now I think the answer is not... Is like everyone on the planet, no matter what what they're into, has the opportunity to put themselves on a pedestal, right? Yeah. For free. You know? You have the opportunity for free to stream something on Facebook live. You have the opportunity, as far as I know, for free to stream something on YouTube. Now, that's just for the getting it out there. Mm-hmm. To film something that's like manageable requires a good amount of finance and investment. You right. know what I mean? Like to have the production value of an NCPA tournament requires finance. It does. Those guys aren't doing it for okay. charity. You know? So where who do you get to pay for that? You know? Ideally outside sponsors, but ideally. Those outside sponsors come at the sacrifice of someone's pocketbook. You know? Whose pocketbook is it gonna be? Is it gonna be the players themselves? Is it gonna be the the league as a result of the players? You know, maybe the companies that are selling the paintballs? You know? I don't know. I'm not asking the paintball companies to like go non-profit on me. No. I mean, someone's, everyone's got to make money somewhere, somehow. Yeah, but... I, where does your marketing dollars go? You know, your limited and finite marketing dollars because the piece of the pie isn't getting bigger. That's the thing. No. The piece of the pie in that aspect. I've, always, I've had this theory going for a while where I thought all the teams should get so many home matches, too, in between to try to build up a fan base, some support from the uh, you know local companies and stuff like that. Like almost, like maybe like in between the tournaments or something. I mean, there's that there's been that thought process for a long time that's existed. It's like why can't you know professional paintball tournament itself and alone by itself be the circle, right? Right. Why do you have to tag along all the divisional teams to those tournaments? It's not rocket science to figure that answer out at all. That's where they get all the money from. Yeah. No one's going to chart, like, they've just set it up that way. Like, the fact that no one's going to pay to go and watch the pros play. You know what I mean? Yeah. They did it on, on, on their own. But if you had, as you just said, like... A full X-Ball format kind of game. A limited paint or limited paint, whatever whatever the fucking rules are. Yeah. Whatever, it doesn't fucking matter. But like some kind of long format game where, you know, one team shows up to another team or maybe three teams all show up and play tor- a yeah. little mini tournament against each other. 
and you charge admission to that or a clinic or I don't fucking know, you know. Yeah, I mean, if it's just the pros and, and you have it in an area where there's a lot of regional teams, I would imagine a lot of those teams want to come out and watch the pros and pay. I mean, I don't know if they would pay big money, but they would pay something to sit there and, and watch, you know, three pro teams go at it. I don't know, man. I don't uh, know if that's the answer, Vince. I don't think there is an answer. I, or maybe paintball just is what it is, and it should just be what it is. <laughs> and that's it. Like, why? I mean, there's nothing wrong with that either. No. You know, everyone, mm-hmm. has their, everyone has their thing that they do. You know, curling. <laughs> like, what is Don't that? Don't knock curling, man. Curling I'm not knocking. Shit. I'm not knocking. <laughs> I've never played it. I've never curled. But I would thoroughly enjoy to try to sit down, or not sit down, stand up and sweep. And try to figure that game out. Oh, I fell on my ass multiple times. You went curling before? You went curling? Once. One time? Once in Bucks County. The frozen have, pond? Yeah. No. In Bucks County, there's, it's out there. I forget where it's called, where it is. But literally, they, they teach you how to, they have a little like balance, little PVC pipe thing. So when you throw the rock, yeah. that, because they're, they're on balance and it's an Olympic sport. It really is, man. Your core is tight the whole day. Yeah. And it's like throwing this rock and when you're sweeping, you only push off one but you forget which ones you're pushing off of and you just eat it. <laughs> so like I wonder, I'm not looking this up right now. <laughs> I won't look it up yet but I'm, let's do a little speculation here. How did curling get started? Let's, let's just think. Do you think it got started or do you think the reason why it continued perhaps was just a bunch of fucking drunk idiots on a frozen pond yeah, I, I it had I to be. I think so. Yeah. It had to be. I right? Think it started in Scotland or something like that. Now, like I'm thinking the reason why it still it exists is like there are there's Iceland in Hamilton, New Jersey. Ice we there used to be like the high school hockey team used to play hockey there, right? Mm-hmm. And then now there's Mercer County Park that has it too. And I don't know what the status of them currently is because I haven't gone ice skating in a minute, but regardless. <laughs> Someone managed that piece of property, that piece of ice, right? Right. Do you think, and I would, I would say that the majority of curling clubs are after hours, like moonlighters, like after hours, drunk moonlighters that just go out there when the rink's closed and just throw boulders around on the ice while consuming <laughs> massive it. amounts of I, energy. I do it. a good time. That sounds fucking yeah, great. Sounds fucking I mean, awful. look at axe throwing. Axe throwing started blowing up this year. So, I mean, people get drunk. 21 and up. They're all 21 and up now around Philadelphia. They're like, all right, drink, throw axes. Yeah, after hours. Throwing rocks down ice. Oh, what's looking up now? One of, the world's, one of the world's oldest team sports curling originated in the 16th century in Scotland. Scotland, nice. Good, <laughs> good nice. job. <laughs> Olympic.org. I think this is probably legit. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Possibly. I mean, it's a .org. It is a .org. It's a .org. You're right. Mm-hmm. Why do they call it curling? That's another one I'd like to see. Because the stone, well. Pyeongchang 2018. Curls because because you can't throw it straight because it'll just I think all the rocks curl the same quarry too. What from the same exact quarry like from yeah, like one part of the world? Exact same rock. That's cool as hell. Dude, the earliest known curling stones came from the Scottish regions of Stirling and Perth, and date from fifteen eleven. It's a pretty old game. Mother of God. Jeez, what were they drinking then? Mead. 
<laughs> wow. <laughs> Honey wine. Or, I mean, they probably had... The I mean, there was barley and wheat at that time. And, yeah. I mean, beer is one of the oldest recipes known to man, so they had some kind of beer. Well, that's... I mean, they drank warm beer. Or room temperature beer. It's not bad. No. No. No, it's, it's fine as long as it tastes good. Yeah. Like, We're uh, so accustomed now that all beer has to be cold. And it doesn't have to. It doesn't have to be. Not at all. Yeah. This kind of beer has to be cold. A fine and delicious Pabst Blue Ribbon. Yeah. Is you need to drink this freezing cold. Same with Lion's Head. Lion's Head, correct, from Wilkes-Barre. Must, must be cold to drink. Once it's warm, it's skunked. Dude, Lion's Head, we used to consume so much of that at Drexel. We used to get it for $10 a case back in the day. Yeah, same with Westchester. That's awesome. 10 bucks, 10 bucks a case. Yeah. And you had the little puzzles under the, the caps. We would get drunk first before trying to solve. We'd take the cap, throw it in a bucket. No. Yes. Tight, put you had to warm up. No, no. We you have to, to warm up. Destroyed. You have to warm up the brain. <laughs> <laughs> I disagree with that strategy. Pick it up, it's like, uh, who's sober enough to read the hell this says? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know what strategy you're talking about. Yep. I disagree wholeheartedly with that <laughs> no, strategy. No, no, no. It was more fun that way. If you got it wrong, you had to drink your beer. If you got it right, you had to drink your beer. <laughs> the first curling clubs appeared in Scotland with the Grand, Cal- the Grand Caledonian Curling Club formed in 1838, being responsible for formulating the first official rules of the sport. So, do you think... All right, this particular sport, right? Uh-huh. By all intents and purposes, it is a sport. Survived for 300... And 20, 30 years, survived for 330 years without an official rule set. You know? Like, baseball is still changing their rules. Yeah. So when people sit there and talk about, oh, yeah, they're changing rules every year with paintball. You know, they'll be changing. I I don't think they they don't have the right formula yet. I don't think it's going to be a long time before I find it. You think it's going to be a long time? Oh, wow. I think it's going to be a long, long time. <laughs> touchdown, breathe me on. Dude, I mean, I kind of, There's I kind of completely. There's out there. Have you seen some of the other ones, like the red zone? There's all that sorts way. of weird shit you can do. I mean, yeah. just like what got me into paintball is running around the woods in the first place. Like, I, I love the game that we play now, but I feel like... To make it more appealing to the masses, it would it, we'd have to change it, give it a focal point. Well, how long has paintball been around? What was the first year? Uh, 80-something. Oh, we just looked this up recently. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, paintball's in its infancy compared to every, every other sport that's been being played. I mean, curling, how was it, 330 years? Something like that? Uh, 1981 was the world's first paintball game. Um, so... The sport's been around for fucking not even 40 years. Yeah. It's been around, you know. That wasn't even paintball. That was a survival game. The point of that game was to survive, not really to shoot out. I mean, skateboarding itself, I mean, skateboarding, first of all, doesn't have any rules. It's a sport. Don't get me wrong. But there are no rules. I mean, any, any sport that's judged to win, in my opinion... Is completely in a different category of its own, because like you're not getting judged by point differential, right? Right. You're right. getting judged by like just doing shit, tricks. Right. You know, 
so like skateboarding, but skateboarding has been around what since the fifties, the forties when people started first putting roller skates on planks of wood. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that sport's huge, but it's not the same. You can't compare skateboarding to paintball. No, you can't. But oh, paintball is a team sport, and that's yeah, maybe why skateboarding's so fucking popular. And same with snowboarding, is like you don't have to have a group of people to go do it. You can just do it by yourself. Yeah. And like skateboarding, all you need is a hundred. I mean, it, if you get it really into it, the most expensive skateboard is gonna be a hundred dollars. Okay, yeah, you can really get into like all the crazy trucks and fucking fiberglass boards and all that shit and you're going to get a $200 board fine but that's not necessary the best skateboarders in the world use a $100 skateboard right you know it's a lot easier to watch too for other people well it's like a lot more engaging it's a guy doing fucking crazy impossible shit you know doing like feats of wizardry (laughs) you know how much wizardry like does playing paintball really have for you and I, we would disagree with that yeah. statement, right? For me, it has a lot, but for the untrained eye, it's a shit show. It's a shit show. Yeah. It literally is a shit show. It probably looks like a lot of chaos. Like, just watching the webcast from the college paintball championships, I'm sure, you know, my parents, when they watched me on that shit, like, they didn't even know what the fuck was going on. Yeah. Like, why is there a yellow flag? Why is he walking off all slow? Did you, where's all the pain on, the, on his... You know, that type of stuff. I, I, I get that. No. Like, shit, when... When, uh, when we... When they aired the championship in 2010, 2011, 2012, they aired it on Fox College Sports, FCS, and they actually explained the game to an extent. They kind of explained the equipment. They had Oliver Lang explaining shit. You know I was mean? just going to say they probably benefit from that because like with, with us with the kids like when the parents first came out for the first time to watch the tournament they're like what's going on and we have to kind of explain it and then they get it and then they get into it but yeah. it takes that explanation for them to like I'm wondering why there's never been like a I'm not saying never there's been stabs at it for sure and I've seen it firsthand but like why has there never been not never in recent years um like a, a a booth at the nxl that's dedicated to teaching you how to play the game that maybe gives you like a coupon code to go play at your local field yeah that would be fantastic that would be perfect like i'm like you know imagine like being able to hand out and not, i'm not saying not being able to i'm sure you're perfectly able to i'm sure if 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 uh you know on target paintball emailed Camille Lemansky at the NXL and said, Hey, would it be cool if we were to do this at the Atlantic city tournament? We're going to set up a 10 by 10 booth. That's all we need. We just need power. Give us the ability to play some DVDs and we're going to hand out instructional pamphlets and explain the game of paintball, you know, right before the pro field. Yeah. I mean, that and give us the opportunity to market our field and give us the opportunity and why then don't fucking charge them for that. You know, let them have that booth, set that shit up, because you know that that shit's going to get maybe Suzy Q or Jimmy John 
his first birthday paintball yeah. excursion. Or why not invite all the local fields to come out and do something like that? Or that be the case, that be yeah. the on the NXL. Yeah. Right, you would think the NXL would want would want that because they want more people in the sport, more people to get. I'm not into saying I'm not saying that to to. I don't want it to sound like a bitch fest of like what, you know. But it's on, and I've explained this to owners. It's and you know it's on, it's within the NXL's best interest to do things like that. Then, mm-hmm. like if. If this thing really is a five-year escape plan, like a fucking, you know, or a ten-year escape plan, like let's just fucking drain the swamp. Let's just get some money, quick cash. Let's buy a boat. You know what <laughs> I mean? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If that's what it is, then yeah, sure, then who cares? But like, if this is something that you want to exist, truthfully, for the contin the further continuance of a potential profitable venture. I'm not saying the NXL should be a non-profit. No. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying like... It should look to its future. Why is the iPhone the iPhone? Like because we probably could have had the current incarnation of the iPhone five years ago. But you want to keep people coming back. Right. Yeah. You know, you got to run a non-profit or for-profit for the future. For the continuance of your organization. You know? So it kind of behooves the powers that be to, like, focus a lot of effort, a lot, a lot more than they are, it seems, on developing the, the or giving the local people the opportunity, you know, to, like, develop. Right. That's kind of what I, how I see it. No, I totally agree with that. The local fields, the opportunity. I mean, it's also on the local fields themselves. Yeah. They're selling an experience. They have to give the people that come there the best possible experience. You think the local fields care about the NXL? No, and not at all. You know, but maybe they would if they were given a free booth there and the opportunity to hand out, you know, $20 Groupon tickets to whoever came by. Maybe they would. I don't know. You know, like when you're running a paintball field, you're looking to hustle. Yeah. Like you got to hustle. You do. You have to. Chicago last year, didn't uh, Badlands have somebody out? Or something. One of the fields had a, a booth at one of the events last year. I don't know. You know, I don't look at those. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, I, I don't. And that's maybe my... My fault. Maybe I need to spend more time and, you know, be interested, actually interested in that kind of shit. But, you know, for the salty veteran, like, I'm not saying I'm salty. <laughs> I'm doing this fucking podcast. I'm not super salty. <laughs> but, like, for me, it's just like, uh, I'd rather just go back to the house, hang out, go to my games, finish them up, and go home and go to the pool. You know? like yeah. yeah. I don't know. I find it the past couple of years of me going to these tournaments like just an excuse to go on like a mini vacation. <laughs> and a vacation from what? You know, it's been like the past couple of years of my life have been a vacation to an extent. You know, paintball should truly be that. Paintball should 
be every time you fly out to Chicago or any of these fucking events, it should truly be a fucking vacation. You know. And you said player parties and stuff. Yeah, man. They should bring the player parties back. Like maybe that's why I'm not saying I'm not, maybe that's why like the classic kind of format has been kind of gaining a little bit of popularity and a little bit of steam lately is that it's really proving of like what paintball can should and will always be is an opportunity for you know you to go fly out to fucking shithole Pittsburgh or wherever get on a fucking muddy mounds field and shoot the shit out of ten other dudes you know yeah. And then go back to your pit, drink a beer, smoke a cigarette, sm- you know, smoke a bowl, whatever your fucking poison is, <laughs> you know, reload slowly and get back on the field and do it again. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like there's there's absolutely nothing wrong with that either. You know, and I'm hoping people are like recognize that both are cool and both are like I've kind of been hankering lately and like even even slowly the people that know me like have been seeing my progression into that. It's not obscurity. It's a progression into like what paintball started for me as and what paintball will end for me as. Yeah. You going out to the classic this year? Fuck yeah. Yeah. Dude, when I saw that there was 30, 34 out of 36 teams paid and I didn't pay my entry yet. I immediately put that shit on my credit card. I said, hey, everyone, just pay me back later because we need to go to this tournament. Yeah. This is going to be... This is There's 50 fucking three teams signed up for this shit. It was 18 last year. I didn't... I was trying... I was talking to the kids about possibly doing it, and they couldn't... I couldn't get a straight answer out of them fast enough. And then the first deadline happened. I didn't even know about the second deadline. It was over already. But yeah, it was gone. There's still... As I looked yesterday or whatever, there was still a paid... Spot that needs to get filled. Oh really? Oh really? It's oh, really? it's oh, currently really? Tuesday, April twenty fourth. For those of you, uh, you got. I'm listening to this on the twenty sixth of April, and that spot has been paid for. <laughs> no, I I know that. that. Oh God, <laughs> guys, seriously, You're such an ass. Fifty-three teams t- paid out of fifty-four. So yes, currently uh, there's still an open spot. Already. It costs one thousand and fifty dollars. According to Barno, was sold out. Not Barno, Scott. Who's Scott? Holy Who shit! That's a shit ton of entry being collected. Uh, it was originally nine fifty times. Let's just say the average nine fifty times fifty-four. That's fifty-one thousand three hundred dollars, approximately worth of revenue generated just on entry alone. It's a shit ton of money. Sounds like a good event for them. It's like a great event. And you're playing the event on a mounds field that's permanent, a hyperpipe field that's permanent, and a woods ball field also permanent. You don't have to set up grandstands. Nope. The media will come and take pictures and video of it all for free because it's such a fucking show and a spectacle. You have to set up video cameras. You just need to bring a truck full of paint and some refs. <laughs> Two trucks full. That'll be gone. Yeah. Yeah, 54 teams playing 10 man. Yeah, it's... At least a truck. 
If not... How much per case? Two. Well, you, you surprisingly don't shoot as much in that format as you think. Like, going out there strapped with, like, 13 pods in a 10-minute game, shooting a mechanical gun. 5-5. Five, five. Or 5-5. Five, five, yeah. It's hard to go through that. I could probably find a way. <laughs> I mean, it's not hard, but it's, you know... Like, that's just basically... 10 cases a game times 8, 80 cases. If <laughs> if all 10 of your players are shooting 10 pot. <laughs> oh, my God. There's no way. I'd say the average consumption is probably five cases a match. If that. If that. Per team. So then you're looking at, you know, 40 cases for prelims. If that. I would say, like, for prelims with eight games, you're probably looking at more like 30 cases OXCC's having one of them. We're, we're going to play that one for sure. October? Yeah. Uh, no, I think it's August, isn't it? What, a 10-man event? Or maybe it's October. Yeah. 10-man classic. classic. October 13th, I think. They're like everybody else trying to get it on it, I guess. <laughs> I'm in. I already told them. I'm like, I'm in. We'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll figure it out from there. <laughs> yeah, those, um, those tournaments are fun. They just finished building the pipe field for it. Now they're gonna build a mounds field. Nice. Yeah, that is next on the on the LXCC agenda list. Yeah. Is Rick Carver field. still involved in that? Who is it? Rick Carver. I don't think. Are so. you guys talking about OXCC? Chesapeake City. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if Rick is part of that anymore. I'm not sure if he's. I know he's there. He's still. That's his property. Yeah. yeah. We were actually having a discussion about this the other day. We're, huh. not, sh- we're not sure if Brian bought the property or leases the property. I think I think from what I last heard, he was leasing the property. I'm pretty sure it's a lease, too. Okay. Yeah. Because that's, uh, yeah. But right. I, don't, I don't think he has much say in this stuff right now. Man, I used to. <laughs> I could be wrong. But... I stayed in Rick Carver's basement. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a weird basement. <laughs> How did it make you feel? <laughs> it was actually really fun. I mean, we had a, there was a bonfire outside. We were smoking cigarettes out there. It was cool. There was fucking German shepherds. I love German shepherds. They're awesome, awesome dogs. Yeah, yeah. It was really, really great for him to, you know, house people like that. Every time he had a GPL tournament or whatever, you know, MAPL, whatever it's called. So. It's fucking, that was nice. And his field was always, like, really well-maintained. Yeah. The grass was nice there. I've camped down there, but I've never stayed in there. I mean, it wasn't, like, super nice. We all seemed better. <laughs> but it was nice for paintball. It's not bad. Like that fucking soccer field that we played on this past weekend? That was nice. Nice field? Yeah. That was really nice. There's talk. There's there's like, I don't know who's spurring this rumor, but there's talk about World Cup being there, and I don't see it being. I see it ha- like that space being able to have it, but there's no way in hell. I mean, I guess like soccer season's kind of over in November, right? In Florida, yeah. though. I mean, in I Florida, know. though, yeah, exactly. Question mark. Florida doesn't have seasons, does it? It doesn't. It has no. just hot, hot and wet. No, well. Or windy. There's like windy and wet. There's really windy and wet season in Florida. 
and that's the season of hurricanes, <laughs> which happens every year, at least once. Then there's like really sticky and humid and gross and wet. And then there's like fair weather, but still occasional wet. That's basically Florida sucks. <laughs> It's probably better than Pennsylvania right now in the past month or so. Yeah, I mean, that's true. It was really nice. I'm not denying (laughs) this at all. It was really nice. Escaping the cold, you jerk. (laughs) Dude, April, the past, like, five years, I've been going to Florida in April once every year since 2014. 2013, I went to. And 2012. April is the best month (laughs) weather-wise in Florida, bar none. It's so beautiful. It's rarely stupid humid for a long period of time. Maybe like one day out of the four, it's stupid humid. But it's fucking beautiful other than that. It I like, really is. I like February. It's like 80. 80 and sunny the whole time. It was unbelievable going from the brutal winter that we had. There was no way I was playing paintball. I didn't play. I was telling, like, I haven't been boasting about this, but I was telling, <laughs> I was telling people, like, I didn't play paintball once this off season. The first, I, the last time I played paintball was December, the first weekend of December when I went to Atlanta. I didn't play paintball until Vegas on Sunday at 10 man. I did practice. I didn't warm up. Shit, I didn't even fucking charge my gun until the <laughs> night before. You know what I mean? There's just no way of getting right out. It's just, it was, I just, it was hell. I let this be the off-season that I needed to have for a long time because the last couple of years have been a fucking grind. I think every once in a while you need that. Otherwise, you're going to burn yourself out. And that's why I find now to there to be that value in that classic paintball shit. You don't even need a fucking practice for that shit. Yeah. Fuck, if, where are you going to practice for that shit? You're not. What you're going to do is once a month, you're going to maybe go out, make sure your gun works, make sure your knees aren't broken, and go play in the woods with your boys <laughs> with, with a case of beer. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. That's best feeling. Or you can go down to OXCC and play on their hyperpipe field now. <laughs> or you can do that. Shameless plug. <laughs> <laughs> it is a nice field. I was on it on Sunday. It was actually pretty sweet. I haven't yeah. seen it yet. <laughs> Um, yeah, fucking, I'm sure it is pretty sweet. That, that property there is really nice. Yeah, well, they only just finished building it the week before. It's only been there. Finished. Shit, I haven't been down there in, like, two weeks. Fuck. I can't think of the last time I was down there. I really can't, unfortunately. I wish I could. Three years, two years ago, maybe. Yeah, well, you wouldn't really be able to come practice anyway because the Winstons are from all over the place, right? Well, it's only one of my many teams. Yeah. Winstons does not practice. In fact... Well, that's the 10-man team, though, right? In fact, part of our rule is we're not allowed to even talk about paintball until we <laughs> step on the field. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of our rules. We're a drinking club with a... The paintball problem. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. That's kind of what I like to think of it as, you know. And that's like maybe how paintball teams should be. Except for your paintball team, which is young say, except for and us, underage. We're respectful. 
<laughs> you should not have any of your kids listen to this podcast. <laughs> or their parents. Or their parents is right. What are Coach Panda and Coach Jason doing? Talking about paintball? <laughs> Drinking rum and, <laughs> and smoking weed. Not editing that out. We smoked, me and Panda have shared a very fine joint previous to this podcast. For those of you wondering, Jason did not partake. Thank you for that. I just want to let, just want to be factual here. Facts. No, he's a good person. I'm evil. <laughs> There's nothing. What? You didn't want me to trust me. The devil's lettuce. They call the devil's it. lettuce. It, it creates all the world's problems. Plus, now we got a we got a cat on the podcast. <laughs> I want to hear this. She's got that look. She, there it is. <laughs> I got that cat in 2008 in Philly, and she used to jump around my apartment and just swat flies out of midair. She was a great kitten. Now she's fucking old. Basically useless. She's not useless. She just wants attention. No, she's not useless. I just wish she never got the clawed. That was my fault for for basically neglecting her in that regard. And, and giving the opportunity for her to get to Claude. I think all house cats need to have claws. Mm-hmm. Especially when they live with dogs. They need to be able to establish that dominance quick. Yeah, defend themselves. Well, so my girlfriend got this uh, miniature schnauzer. Mm-hmm. Tiny little white thing. It's going to get bigger. So it's not going to be useless. But right now it's currently a 14-week-old like little white dog, right? Mm-hmm. And they have a house with four cats. None are declawed. All have great personalities. You know, very individual, different personalities, these cats. Like, one's, like, you know, super weird, like a space cadet. The other one is, like, a like a hidden gnome. The other <laughs> one is, like, this giant stalker thing that, like, will try to sneak up on you but fails miserably because it's 400 pounds. Like, it's the biggest... It's, his name is Gilmore. It's the biggest cat ever, right? <laughs> what a great name for a fat cat. Yeah, it's Gilmore the fat cat. <laughs> And he's so he tries to sneak up on me, and I turn over and I look at him. And he like jumps up, Damn. like like you got me. And I'm like, dude, you're like fucking, you're not gonna sneak up on me, dude. You took all of my energy just to sit here. So this little dog, right? This little fucking dog gets put down on the ground immediately. The first day it gets brought back from the puppy store, or wherever the fuck, yeah, wherever you get dogs dogs from, puts his dog on the ground. It runs up to Elsie, the feisty one. This cat hates me. Every <laughs> opportunity I try to be nice to it, because one time it jumped on my lap and clawed me, and I shoot it off me quick. I was like, I don't want your claws in my thigh, and now it hates me because I didn't let it dig its claws into my thigh. This cat's a bitch, <laughs> right? This little puppy runs up to this cat. Cat rears up and goes, what, bram? Hits it right on the fucking floppy little puppy oh. ear and s- snags it. <laughs> Shreds Ooh. it. Shreds this dog ear. And that dog was bleeding all night for the rest of the night. Oh, man. That dog learned quick as fuck to respect that cat. <laughs> and I went back the next like, couple days later, and there was a similar interaction, except the cat was on the high ground in the chair and looked down the dog like it owned it. 
And the, and the little puppy looked up and was like, fuck, I'm not fucking with that thing. Nah. <laughs> not, today. not today. Not <laughs> today. <laughs> Definitely not today. I'll get you on the flip side. <laughs> yeah. Um, shit. So what else is going on? We've got nationals coming up. Rabble, rabble, rabble. I'll put us on the spot like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, Wait, what? We're getting ready for Atlantic City. All hyped up. Kids like fucking started. four months away. I know. Two. It's two. It's two months away. Yeah, it's Jesus. Two months away. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, we were sitting there saying, hey, when's, when's AC? Two months. Yeah, it's crazy. I'm flying, Start playing. I'm flying to Dallas next week. Yeah. <sighs> I just got week. back from two weekends of being away for paintball. I was away from in France, and then the next weekend I was away in Florida. And now this weekend I have double double practice. My girlfriend's like, "Hey, you want to go walk around Philly and hang out on Saturday?" And I'm like, "I would love to, but I have practice." Immediately when I sent that response back, I was like, "This is why I need to take a step back from paintball." Yep. Because I'm like missing out on these opportunities, and they don't come forever. You know what I mean? Like they really don't. No. And that's, like, where I think someone said it recently. I'm pretty sure it's Tim Montresor was saying that you have, like, three things, right? You have your career. You have very limited time on the planet. Yeah. Money is technically infinite, you know? We're a finite being, so I would say money is pretty infinite, you know? To an extent, well, it's finite for your life. And really, that's when it only matters. But, like, you have hobby, career, girl, as a man, right? Hobby, career, girl. I think any sane man has a hobby. Any sane man has some kind of career. And any sane man has a girl or boy, if they're into that. You know, whatever. A significant other. A significant other. There you go. I'm not going to (laughs) disrespect... Someone's a bitch in this situation, right? <laughs> the particular person, the male that we're talking about, someone's a bitch. All right. Anyway, you only have enough time for two. If you think about it, you really only have enough time to do two of those things successfully. The third needs to take a back burner. You only have enough time to commit to two of those three. So what do you choose? You choose, you know, your your career, your your hobby, your passion, or your chick. Do you do your chick and your hobby? Well, how are you going to make money? You know? Yeah, you can't do your hobby if you don't have the money. Do you do your hobby and your career and just fuck the whores? It's, it's finding that balance. I mean, my... Probably a different answer for everybody. Yeah. And as a result of me saying that, you probably didn't definitely now should not let anyone listen to that because I just said fuck whores on this thing. <laughs> I'm not believing that out either. <laughs> no editing on that one. But it's it's fucking true. You know, like, like where do you, you know, you have to realize and understand that your life is fucking finite, you know? And where do you, what do you do? What do you, what do you do with your time? So that's kind of where I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. Like, paintball is not going to be a career choice. It's just not. Like, unless you want to, like, run a field, which is completely respectable. And I give everyone 
accommodation for making that work financially. It's it, the opportunity is there. Yeah. The opportunity to make a hundred grand a year running a paintball field is there, and it's completely feasible if you do it right. Which is rentals. <laughs> Sorry. Lots of them. Yeah, of that's them. true. Lots of them. We rely on rentals. Who's we? Uh, I, I say we, as in outdoor extreme. I mean, yeah. Do you work there? Yes, yes. I'm on. I'm on call. Uh, I took a step back from refing. I had a uh, had to concentrate on work and life for a little bit. So, like you said, finding a balance. Took a step back from refing, but now I'm coaching, which kind of throws that wrench in the in the gearbox there. So, <laughs> does it? It does because um, this is my first year actually really getting into coaching mm. and paintball. Coaching paintball. Yeah, I used to coach a football team. So getting into that, I'm just redoing everything I did with paintball or football with paintball. Mm-hmm. So I'm diving it in, diving into it head head first and trying to get yes the kids more involved, more prepared versus where I was refing and trying to find kids to join the team. Yeah. So you know, telling everyone, hey, I'm taking a step back from paintball, and then now I'm coaching. I was like, well, I guess I lied, but I always come back to it. I mean, I took I, think I took a four month four month break. Two years ago, because I just was doing it so much. I was working seven days a week. You know, I had a relationship then and and um, trying to get work back on track and just completely lost my mind. Mm. You know, those four months were a godsend. Four mo- you know, four months later, I'm like, I need to go back to something and found my home again. So, yeah. yeah. It's a lot, <laughs> man. It's sometimes, a lot, but it's fun. Sometimes you just got to go back to, like... What makes you comfortable, you know? Yeah. Yeah. If that if paintball is what that is. See, I was actually <laughs> this is a crazy thought. It's not crazy at all. I've been recently like just thinking about literally on my drive home and I have so much fun driving cars. I've always had a, a blast driving cars. It's especially fast ones, you know. No. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you out there, <laughs> Courtney included. For those of you out there who do not find personal satisfaction, exhilaration, and a boner via driving a motor vehicle <laughs> fast. And that's at least 20 miles an hour over the marked speed limit of any road that you drive on. <laughs> if you do not know that feeling, I highly suggest going and having at least one opportunity in that experience and then come back to me. Because it is fucking awesome. To drive balls to the wall around a street, around a road, waiting for deer, especially open road. <laughs> no, that's going to be scary as shit, but also fun. Also to, super fun. I used to want to be a race car driver. That's all I wanted to do until I found paintball. Dude, race cars are sweet. And you know, I mean, what I was getting at was I'm driving home and driving my car fast a little bit, you know, feeling that exhilaration. And thinking, like, wouldn't it be great to, like, just drop, like, four grand on this thing and make it a little bit faster and better, you know? <laughs> or, like, com- and the other thought extrap- is get rid of this current thing and finance something even newer and faster. All the cars nowadays, like, fuck. 
You you spend thirty five thousand dollars on a car and you get some of those zero to sixty in four seconds. Yeah, at least. Sick. You can spend forty grand and get something that does zero to sixty in three seconds. New out of the box, <laughs> from the factory. That's fast as shit. For those of you that don't know, that's super fast. No, it's incredibly fast. I actually just drove. This might sound silly to you. I don't know. A Corvette for the first time the other day. What? Yeah, it, it was an older one, like a '92. Uh, like I work, I work on cars, so it was a customer's car, and he knew I was driving. <laughs> but you know, you're driving a car, you got to test it a little bit. Yeah. I, I've never been thrown back in my seat so hard in my life. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> it was fucking exhilarating. Dude, the first time. All right, so this kid Dave Wozniewski, who I grew up playing paintball with, who used to go build paintball fields in his back, in the backyard mm-hmm. of his com- like the community. So like around here, obviously you pulled up, you saw how we have these like little communities. Yeah. And like if you look out my 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 uh, driveway and to the left, there's like forest there, mm-hmm. and it just separates one community from another, right? And then to the uh, southeast of here, you have another stretch of woods. And the same thing applies for this whole area. I'm sure it applies with you guys. Yeah. We used to build paintball fields in those things. And then we'd hang out at night, skateboarding, playing Gran Turismo, and then go driving out to the beach in our little ricer cars, right? <laughs> so I had a Mitsubishi Eclipse, and he had a Mazda MX-6. I don't know if you remember that what that car was, but if you remember the Ford Probe, it was the exact same car. Right. It had like a 2.4 liter, 2.3 liter V6 engine. Um... Front front wheel drive, but it was torquey and you know it moved. But his dad left him. His dad passed away from cancer. You know he was sorry. Uh, sucks, especially at that young age. He was like sixteen or something like that. Damn. And his dad left a C five Corvette, five, five speed. I think those were five speeds. It was a manual transmission. Mm. It's the fucking heaviest clutch ever. Like. <laughs> heaviest clutch I've never actually driven a Corvette like on a road but I've sat in one and felt the clutch <laughs> super heavy anyway he decides one day to come and pick me up in the C5 Corvette because his mom her mom his mom was out of town so he picks me up in the C5 Corvette and by the way it had did it have T-tops yeah it was a T-top model so he picks me up T-tops are off I'm like fucking sweet <laughs> you know, pulls out, goes around one turn, and then he gets to another turn, and he kind of gives a little bit of juice, but not enough. Like, he, you really didn't, he didn't give it, it was like a nice love tap to the accelerator. Mm-hmm. Off a of second gear. Yeah. Going 10 miles an hour, if that. He does a fucking... Like, almost a 360, and the front end goes straight into a fucking tree. Oh, God. Was it a tree? Yeah, it was a tree. that He basically kind of hopped a curb and went into a tree. Like, the base of, like, the roots. Yeah. As a, as a tree hits, like, the concrete. Yeah. Scuff. You know how low those cars are. Yeah. Scuff right on the front bumper. Completely apparent. Huge scuff. But no structural damage. The bumper was still... It wasn't knocked off. Like, there was no uh, clips popped or anything like that. Right. Immediately drive right back to the house and park in the garage. Right? 
and we're sitting there pacing around like, what are we going to do? What are we going to fucking do? What are we going to do? Well, lo and behold, there was like the paintball toolkit section of the garage where the car was parked in front of and there was like, you know, the toolkit that had all rings and grease and, you know, strap wrenches and all sorts of shit we needed to like take our spiders and auto mags apart and stuff like that. Yeah, well, we were going to play paintball the next day, so, you know, the toolbox fell on the fucking Corvette and scuffed the front bumper. His mom knew we were full of shit. <laughs> Don't they all know? They all know, I think. His, they all know. His mom totally thought, and, like, looking back on it now, you know, there's no way she was that aloof. She knew we were full of shit, but she also knew that we were a bunch of, we were two boys just trying to have fun, and we probably did something to the Corvette. But the Corvette wasn't totaled or ruined or anything like that, so she kind of just like shrugged it off. Yelled at us for a little bit, but shrugged it off. Rightfully so. That was fucking hilarious, though. <laughs> we got away with it ten years later. You know what? I don't think we did. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think we did. I don't think it was even ten. I mean, it's, that was shit. He was... I was 16. Yeah. Because he was 17. No, no, no. Yeah, he had to have his license, so we were both 17 at the time. He was born on October 16th. But I, the way New Jersey works is, like, you need to have your provisional license for, like, six months. So I waited a little bit. Yeah, same with us, too. Right? Six-month, yeah, six-month permit. And yeah. Then... Oh, that's what it was. We were 16. Because I think he fucking... Just got his license? No, got his permit. Oh, uh, just got it. Just got his permit. Did it on his Where you can drive during the day, but you have to have... Oh, the Cinderella license. Yeah. Yeah. Cinderella license. Exactly. As soon as the sun went down, you had to be in the house. I was like, that's bullshit. We got called one time. We were skateboarding up on Route 1 at Farcel Village, and we were coming back at night. It was like... I think it was in between our senior year and freshman year of college. Yeah. We were skateboarding at night. We both had our license. I was driving my Eclipse. I had a Mitsubishi Eclipse, right? Automatic. You know, I was fine. I played CDs and shit. (laughs) 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 Played CDs, all did, you know. You know, whatever. 2002, played CDs. Um, Fucking, we had our skateboards in the trunk. My license was in the trunk. And we were driving down Meadow Road and going around these turns and the cop pulls us over. And now to preface this point of the story, about a week prior, we were across the street and the, the neighbors called the cops on us because we were finishing building our paintball field across, literally right across the street from here. Right. We were finishing building our paintball field. We had like tires we were collecting all summer. We had like fucking spools that we were finding from places. Like, you know, uh, pallets that we built into like these X things and like <laughs> ratchet strap, not ratchet strap, like zip tied them together and stuff like that. Like build up this whole course over there across the street, mowed the grass on our own accord, kept the grass perfect. Yeah, basically did the township a service, <laughs> <laughs> except we dumped a bunch of trash yeah. on that, that thing, right? That had to be a fun field. We never played it. And here's why. The neighbors called the cops on us because we were out there getting like getting our guns ready to play and stuff like that. And the cops came and basically said, you guys can't play paintball here. You're way too close to the, the neighbors and stuff. They don't want you playing. And the cops were making a joke about it. They were wearing their bulletproof vests. 
you know, again, this is like <laughs> right after nine eleven. Not not. It was right after nine eleven. Oh man, basically, and you know, all the cops were always wearing their bulletproof vests, yeah. even in fucking suburbs like this. And uh, like, hey, uh, they're making a joke like, yeah, I'll go to one end, you go to the other, and just shame for the chest. Talking about their nine millimeters. <laughs> and you know, the one cop made a joke about it because I was wearing aviators and a and a and a uh, a mesh trucker hat. He was like, oh, yeah, Johnny Knoxville over there, you know, bada-bing, bada-boom, whatever. <laughs> that cop who made that joke was the one who pulled me over a week later. We were oh. driving at 1 o'clock in the morning past curfew. So we weren't 17. We were fucking 16. Yeah. And, yeah, well, no, it was 17 because you got your provisional in New Jersey. 16, yep. Permit was 16, provisional was 17, then 18, you got your full license. So you could drive on your own when you were 17, but... Like permit, you had to have your uh, dad or, driver with yeah, you. With you. Um, anyway, so fucking this cop pulls me over and he's like, oh, it's fucking one o'clock. You're toast. What the fuck are you doing? And we're like, oh, we're skateboarding. He's like, yeah, let me get your license. This is the first time I've ever gotten pulled over, ever, ever. I'm like fucking scared as shit. <laughs> you know, I was going faster on those turns too. I was like speeding and driving aggressively, going into the other lane, er, you know, popping the e-brake a little bit. Which I didn't know how it works. <laughs> I heard about it. I heard, it. I heard <laughs> that you try should it. try it out. <laughs> so, so anyway, this cop pulls it and I'm like, yo, dude, I got my trunk, my license in the trunk. Can you let me get out and get it? He's like, yeah, it's fine. So I get out and I stand up and he's like, oh, yeah, you're Johnny Knoxville, aren't you? Oh. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I knew at that moment, fucking 17 years old, I knew at that moment that I was out of there. <laughs> With no ticket, no problems. Because that dude was, you know, he recognized me and he knew that I was cool and he knew that I was just like a kid trying to have fun. You know? I was just, that's all I was. I wasn't like smoking weed or graffitiing shit, yeah. breaking glass. I was just out there trying to have fun skateboard, you know? And he recognized that and he was like, how far you got to drive to get home? Two miles, three miles, whatever it was. He's like, I'm going to follow you to that, to your community. Don't fucking try any stupid shit. So he just followed followed us there, and he broke off, like, after a mile. Well, yeah, it was, all right, I'm out of here. I'm yeah, he put, as soon as we passed the police station, he broke off. He went to the police station to go get a donut, whatever <laughs> the hell. But, you know, it was kind of funny how that worked. I don't know why I told that story, but. It's not like that anymore. It's not? Yeah, it probably depends on the cop. Hmm. This, t- this day and age now, everyone everyone has to be defensive about everything. Everything's recorded. So... I don't know. Times have changed just slightly, but yeah, some cops are cool. I think I think a lot of them need to like go into the community more. You know, I think that would be like really important for cops to do, and firemen, and I think everyone really get their faces out there. So they're not, not just cops, but everyone. Yeah. You know, I think it's really important, like in like human interaction for there to be a tribe, right? Like a community, a group of people that you know and you recognize. And like maybe if like cops weren't just sitting in their their cars all the time, especially in the inner cities and you know, being a cop and they were just out there like inter- interacting, playing basketball, hanging out, you know, being you do see, see a lot of that now. I mean, especially with social media being what it is. 
you do see about a lot of that. Well, they're recognizing that they have to do that kind of shit. You know, this is like PR kind of crap. Yeah. And it's always been the case, no matter what. But I'm not hating on cops at all. I think cops do a fucking fantastic job. And, you know, a vast majority of them are, are law-abiding. And a vast majority of them are people that are really, like, out there willing to put their neck on the line. You know, for... Yeah. The safety of the community. I mean, that's the definition of a good cop, right? Absolutely. Or a Absolutely. good fireman. That's what you'd expect from them. And, you know, that's that's kind of what the community should uphold. And I think a lot of them do that. So, um, yeah. I'm not a cop. <laughs> I'm trying to get this cop on the... Uh, on the podcast he's a Port Authority police officer his name's Anthony Manfredini and uh, a couple months ago why does that sound so familiar he used to play paintball in the area was he a newbie? no he wasn't on the newbies he uh, back in like 2014 2015 he was playing with MOD and um, you know like the long live crew he was from Oldbridge. He ended up or Manalapan, one of the two, something like up there. Right. Sounds familiar. And uh, he ends up, he was also like ex-Marine or Army, a dog trainer. Um, he ends up becoming a Port Authority police officer and fucking tackling that guy that tried to blow up the subways. Like six no, that months was ago. that's why I know the name. Oh uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, but just super rad. I was trying to get, I'm trying to get him on the podcast, but he's he doesn't really feel like he needs to talk about it, and I completely agree with him. You know, that's fucking cool. Yeah. He went and tackled this fucking dude with a, a bombs on his vest, and he's like, "Nah, it's no big deal." Yeah. I'm like, it's just job. Fuck yeah. Yeah. That's. It. that's- Kudos to you, that's dog. What they see it as we see it as badass. He's like, yeah, I just did my job, guys. I'm just what I'm paid to do. That's what so, his job is. Yeah, part of his job. So we think it's uh, extraordinary. So, <laughs> yeah, man. So, um, you guys are headed to Atlantic City, dude. We should probably uh, wrap this up. It's like fucking ten o'clock. Is it really? Is it really? <laughs> yeah. Huh. Guess it is. And lo and behold, it is a work night. Yeah, it is Tuesday. Yeah, heading to Atlantic City. Uh, Hoping maybe Chicago, but definitely Cup. Some of us will be in Chicago. Nice. Bruno Bruno wants me out there. <laughs> cup was a good time. Oh, yeah. That was my first Cup ever. Um, I've uh, never made it to Cup before. That was your first? Mm-hmm. Did it for the kids. This one coming up will be my ninth. I missed 2010. I went to 08, skipped 10. I went to everyone since. It's good. It's, it's big. It's not any better, though. It's still Central Florida. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, uh, My girlfriend was telling me, because I was telling her the stories about me driving around this past weekend in Florida, hating on Florida. Yeah. And, like, I had always, like, the guys on the team in the car, and I'm just driving. I was, like, you know, the driver. And I'm, like, hating on Florida the whole time. And Courtney's like, why don't you just give them the opportunity to just enjoy it on their own? Like, not enjoy it on their own, but, like, don't be a hater. 
let them get their own opinion about it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm like, well, I, I, yeah, they're welcome to it, but I'm still going to fucking sit there and bitch about motherfuckers cutting me off for no reason, <laughs> being slow in the left lane, sucking at driving. The weather sucks. I ate Wawa for four days straight. Because <laughs> that's all there is to eat down there. Waffle House and Wawa. And that's it. I can never get sick of Wawa. I don't know. I do. Yeah. I did this I weekend. Get, I get some Wawa. I like it. Don't get me wrong. But like once a month. Once every two weeks at the most. I'll go there every day for coffee. How about that? Yeah. But even their coffee, come on. It leaves room. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Agreed. But then I'm not really a big coffee drinker. I'm more of that uh, iced coffee crowd. Yeah, I'm saying iced coffee-wise. Starbucks blows it up, blows them out of the water. I, don't really, I haven't been to Starbucks in a long time. I'm not really Starbucks. All right. Either. The cold brew at Starbucks will knock your face off. That's all I need to talk about. It's my motor oil. Give me a grande, cold brew, light ice. Done. Just for y'all, try it tomorrow on the way to work. That's it. That's all you need. Cold brew? Yeah, cold brew at Starbucks. No sugar, no cream, just fucking black coffee, Done. light ice. I'll try it tomorrow. It's cold. And then if you want to get really risky, throw a shot of espresso in there and see where your fucking shit goes. No, I'm good with that. Espresso fucks me up. Bad. 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 It fucks up my fucking like, stomach bad. But I'm, I'm jittery all day. Like I can't type at work. And I'm like, well... This there goes my day. This is espresso. This is great. Well, listen, is there any uh, last-minute shout-outs you want to do? Let's uh, let's get this show on the road. Yeah. Uh, I can sit here and talk for another hour. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, shout-out to Outdoor Extreme, Chesapeake City, Hatfield, uh, Brian Barno, Mike Crotsley, Eric Crotsley, Christy Barno, um, for you know having us as part of their team. Laundry uh, list. Yeah, it's great. Um, nuclear Paintball. And Savage Series paintball, um, you know, little tournaments we we hold at uh, Outdoor Extreme Hatfield. What's and nuclear paintball? It's um, Greg Lund. Is it a league? No, it's a um, website. They also do the NFG Cockers. You ever seen those? Oh yeah, those things. Yeah. They were at Atlanta. Right? Yeah, yeah, they were down in Atlanta. Same same guys. They just they have a a website for basic stuff, and then they have the NFG Cockers. What's nuclear paintball do? Nuclearpaintball.com is um, a paintball supplier. Oh, they just sell... They sell... Shit. Yeah. Whatever. All kinds of great paintball Hats. stuff. Hats. Guns. Paint. Sandanas. 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 Oh, they were selling those weird bounce caps for a while. I think they're still on their site. Weird bounce caps. These awesome bounce caps. <clears throat> <laughs> Kudos to Nuclear Paintball. Bring back the bounce caps. Fuck that. Just give me a sandana and a headband. I just wear my mask. Normally I have a lot of hair, so that kills me. Yeah, he's yeah. all shaved now. He's not the he's not the beard anymore. All up. He's all cleaned up. He's the he's the uh, sloth from Zootopia. All grown up. <laughs> for now. For yeah. Now. <laughs> all right, guys. Thank thanks for. Uh, oh, thank you so much. Thanks for coming down. Appreciate it. Peace. Thanks, Jason and Panda, for stopping by and podcasting with me. Good luck to you and the Black Lotus team for the upcoming 2018 EPL season. Hope you guys did well at that first event this past weekend. And if you need anything, hit me up. 
Good luck with everything. Thanks for stopping by and uh, see you soon. Thanks to our sponsors, Finlay Hats. Go to finlayhats.com. Check out their awesome hats and stuff. Facebook.com forward slash Finlay Hats. And give them a follow on Instagram at Finlay Hats. Do it. MacDev Paintball. Thank you for sponsoring this episode and the whole season. MacDevPaintball.com. Check out the new Prime. Looks pretty sweet. I got that clone 5S. Things shooting nice and clean and greasy. Do it. MacDevPaintball.com. Facebook.com forward slash MacDevPaintball. And at MacDevPaintballOfficial. Thanks. Thanks to... Carbon Paintball for sponsoring this episode. CarbonPaintball.com. Do it. Go check out their awesome stuff. Their packs, their pants, their undergear. Their underwears. The underwears. Uh, Carbon Paintball. At Carbon Paintball on Instagram and Facebook.com forward slash Carbon Paintball. Thanks, guys. Thanks to the NXL for sponsoring this and every single Paintball Podcast episode. Couldn't do it without you guys. NXLPaintball.com. Be seeing you guys at Dallas event coming up. Hopefully, if my flight doesn't get canceled, <laughs> hopefully, knock on wood, knock on heart. NXLPaintball.com. Atlantic City is coming up sooner than you know it, so get on the horse and ride it. Do it. Thanks, guys, for reaching out, listening, being patient with the releases. You know, I was saying last uh, week or last episode that I just released. That it gets really tough, man, when you're traveling to all these events and trying to fit in the, the podcast time. You know, I wish I could do more, you know, fly more, but the weekends are limited, dude. You know, Tim Montresor, I think I keep quoting him on this, and I hope it, I am quoting him right. But he's like, you could pick, you know, your hobby, your career, or a girl, or relationship, whatever, and you can have all three, but you're only going to really ever be able to to be dedicated to two and that might result in like that third thing like falling off but you know i try to keep paintball as a priority for myself and it's a good stress reliever and hopefully i can just be that for you guys hopefully you know these listening to these episodes inspires you to play more paintball and be a part of a community and be a good person so anyway without any any more spiel love yourself love the people around you and love paintball. See you guys in Dallas. Bye.